It's me, it's me, it's NKB420, a.k.a. Fatboy420, a.k.a. I believe Seth Rollins either A, Daddy Was Black, B, Grand, great, 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 great granddaddy ran slaves because the way he whipped that boy is a shame. Uh, yeah, uh, we got this nigga over here yodeling. <laughs> Uh, and I'm sitting here figuring out where the fuck my vacation went. <laughs> Hi guys, this is Dot Man Two Eleven on Hayes Hops and Turnbuckles. Where did it go, man? <laughs> I remember last week my vacation was was bright and I was happy that it was here, and now. <laughs> my last day is tomorrow and back to work I go. I feel you cuz I had my last weekend at home. I'm back on week for back on the road for a couple weeks. But we are now on episode 11. 11? And in the background we are watching SummerSlam 2005. It's the first time Matt Hardy and Edge got to scrap after Edge was piping down leader. As well as, uh, who's the real pappy? <laughs> as, uh, Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero fight for the uh, custody of young Dominic in the ladder match. Yeah, it was Dominic's first SummerSlam, and in two weeks, well, in a week's time, he'll be at his second SummerSlam. That's crazy, dude, how, how time has passed yeah, with seeing this guy have his first, his first match. I mean, that, that shit's wild. But, hey, we think it'll be pretty good. Yeah, pretty we had them big old cuffs and them big old fat lug boots. Yeah, Jinkos. <laughs> rock some Jinkos. Yeah, yeah. What, 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 what? What are you sipping on, boy? All right, what do we have here? We have the uh, Mama Tired Blueberry Sour <laughs> Ale, okay? It's a uh, Parkway Brewing Company. Uh, and it's also, uh, it's brewed and bottled by the Parkway Brewing Company, and they're located at 739 Kessel Mill Road, Salem, VA. So, let's see what's going on in this thing as I pop the top and take this jump for a test run. Oh, that's Yabba Dabba Delicious. <laughs> Very sour, but you can taste the berry. I like it. I like, like it. berries. Uh, what are you smoking on? Man, I'm smoking uh -oh. on some Billy Kimber. If any and all my weed heads know, <laughs> Billy Kimber has a 30% THC level on it. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. ASAP AJ, uh, good afternoon, guys. Uh, so you got, you smoking on some, uh, Jimmy Kimmel? Uh, motherfucking some Johnny Carson to your ass, motherfucker. But it is the fucking truth. And I got some fucking sour wax in the inside. All right, I'll join you. Join y'all later on. Uh, all right, ASAP out. <laughs> Put them up. Put them up. Pew. Too sweet. <laughs> and I'm also sipping on Berry Akai Hard Lemonade by Devil Devil's Backbone Brewing Company. It has a 6.1 alcohol content. It's colored. It says it's purple, but I'm going to go with passion fruit. We're going to try it out and see uh, what it do. Pop the top on it. There it is. It's a little fruiting, but like, uh, like I always say, 
It'll get you drunk. <laughs> <laughs> that it will. And uh, yeah, we are here for uh, this is episode 11. And uh, it's this week's Monday Night Raw, which uh, is always full of excitement, said no one ever. Eh, sparingly. <laughs> it's sparingly. little spurts. Definitely in little spurts. Okay, uh, we'll give a rundown on the results of this week's Raw. <clears throat> Ooh, excuse me. Seth Rollins defeats Humberto Carrillo. Uh, Angelo Dawkins defeats Andrade. Bianca Belair defeats Zelina Vega. War Raiders with Cedric Alexander and Ricochet defeats the Ninjas. R-Truth defeats Akira Tozawa. And uh, Peyton Royce defeats Liv Morgan. Asuka defeats Bailey and Randy Orton defeats Kevin Owens. Okay, so what would it be uh, with a Monday Night Raw without a contract signing? Okay, that's original. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who uh, who sponsored this week? Oh, uh, oh, it's still Shuck and Duck Hotel. Uh, okay. Matter of fact, uh, we're probably gonna stay there in a couple of weeks. Okay, you know, uh, so I can put some uh, Shuck in my duck. Oh yeah, I heard that the catering was done by the Krusty Krab. Yeah, Krusty Krab, Shucky Ducky. <laughs> yeah, Shuck and Duck. Good looking out. Uh, as I was saying, uh, yeah, about the uh, whole contract signing, and uh, yeah, Samoa Joe welcomes us, and he says his contract signing is personal. But there's also two contract signings, and tonight, uh, be it the one for SummerSlam and uh, one uh, for a WWE contract. Uh, Joe says that he had other words to describe the Goliath of the upcoming match. Uh, B. Hill remain professional, though. Paso Rollins and Buddy Moifey <laughs> join the contract signing. Joe says next he welcomes a person who may have a baby face, but he took the fight to the CrossFit leader, which makes him a grown-ass man. The son of the greatest luchador ever, Dominic Mysterio, joins the signing as well as carrying the candlestick. Pastor says, what the hell is this? Joe said some great things about Dominic, but he comes out with a candlestick. stick. Pastor says he wants to walk his own path, but he doesn't look like a man. He looks like a cow. Joe says, Kendo, Joe says the Kendo stick will be better off in his possession. Pastor asks Joe, does he think this shit is funny? Joe says, personally, he thinks the whole thing is sad and it's simple. Uh, who he should be looking at is Seth freaking Rollins, but he doesn't see him. He sees a man that got caught up in his feelings after the WWE Universe booed him a couple of times, and that was justification to do whatever he wanted when he wanted and that made it righteous to take Rey Mysterio's eye out, as well as Moifey injuring the eye of Alice, Alistair White. <laughs> no longer black anymore. This guy's Alistair White. Nigga, this motherfucking Alistair Sophia. Nigga. Sophia, yeah. <laughs> 420 has pretty much changed his name. We haven't seen black in a while. Nah. All right, Joe asked, what would have Pastor done if Dominic didn't show up? Now he wants to challenge a person with little or no training, uh, no choice but to face him. Pastor chimes in and says, are you fucking kidding he gave him and his pappy oh. and Alistair White a choice, and they made the wrong choice, and Joe could also be a part of it. The real choice that didn't, uh, the real person that didn't have a choice is none other than the pastor himself. He tried being Seth freaking Rollins, and they shitted on him there and at home. He had no choice becoming the pastor and making sacrifices for the greater good. When is, uh, when is it going to be enough for y'all? Dominic says it's never going to be enough. He makes excuses for what he does, and his victims won't be the same, and the greater good he fights is for himself. Pastor says, you're ungrateful fuck. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the cusp of becoming a superstar, and it's because of him. He should be on his knees thanking him, and Dominic says he's right. 
His dream was to be a WWE superstar, but his dream right now is to kick his righteous monkey ass. Uh, Pastor grins in delight and says that they all know it won't last 10 seconds in a standard one-on-one match. He is the best wrestler in his company, and he's going to give Dominic a solid. He's going to let him bring the kendo stick and everything else so him and his family can't have an excuse. His career will be ended before it begins, and they both sign the contracts as a passer. Congratulates Dominic, welcoming him, welcoming him to the uh, to the roster. Now get the fuck out of the ring as he uh, repairs for the resident jobber, Humberto Carrillo. Yeah, uh, so the tagline for SummerSlam is you'll never see it coming. <laughs> We've seen all this shit. What are you talking about? So. You can't see it. It's electric. <laughs> boogie, boogie, boogie. <laughs> Samoa Joe's going to turn. You think he's going to turn on, uh, on Dominic? Yep. You think so? Well, nah, you'll never see it coming. Hmm. I drink to that then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll smoke. I'm smoke to it. Let's see if that happens. All right. It's Seth Rollins versus Humberto Carrillo. It's several matches tonight that have took place in some shape or uh, form, and this one isn't any different. Uh, so straight to the finish. He said, "On to the finish." <laughs> yeah, straight to the fit, finish. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he's gonna fit. <laughs> Fuck, what's in his hand? Good I'm gonna green. put that out. Yeah, straight to the finish. His <laughs> <laughs> forehead is shining already. Ooh, <laughs> a miss moonsault ends up with Carrillo landing face first into some boots, super kick, then a power bomb onto Carrillo into the Kurt Franklin stomp for the win. And all my people say, stop. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, this is a uh, Jaberto Carrillo. Yeah. Jaberto. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, at this point, you should just put Carrillo in uh, Lucha House Bar and make him the fourth member. I don't know. Yeah, put I, a mask on, make him the fourth. He's like, he the big Lucha. They probably still be like, he doesn't win anything. <laughs> we don't need him. Carrillo, <laughs> he at least, he at least, you a, you a champion. Two times, two times. <laughs> like, fuck that. Um, Man, it was some pocket lint. I mean, yeah. it was all... Like, we're just talking about the match. It was some pocket lint. It was all just to set up the ending angle. Yeah. I don't think the match was even needed to set up the angle. It wasn't like this could have just been a segment on its own. Like, why did we have to see... We know what Seth can do already, so why even... Why, even why is he still wrestling? Like, to me, he shouldn't wrestle next week. Like, you, what, what more yeah. do you have to promote? Yeah. Like... If anything, maybe instead of his first match being Seth Rollins, maybe yeah, Dominic has a little basic one-on-one with a with a job. We get to kind of see what he can do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, Paps Blue Ribbon. That's what this is. And um, yeah, Why? This, this, this could have just been a segment. Like mm-hmm. once again, you show you don't give a flying fuck about uh, Jaberto Carrillo, yeah. and uh, yeah, this is just just a waste. Like. I didn't want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I knew what was going to happen, but... but I, I didn't... If I didn't watch it, I would have missed what happened yeah. after. So, that was the whole reason to watch it. I guess hook, line, and but sinker. They didn't really hook us. We doing this for content. <laughs> they didn't hook us. Facts. I would have turned that shit after the, inter- after the whole contract signing, signing and nothing happened after that. I would have turned it on something else. But the fact that I need content... 
I watched it. Speaking of content, we're looking backstage at SummerSlam, uh, and we're seeing Eddie Guerrero with Vicky pre Cougar makeover. Yeah, she still got that waddle though. Yeah, that's true. But man, uh, R.I.P. to Eddie. Uh, I'll man. Drink, drink the Ed. Man. Yes, sir. Mm. Mm-hmm. Great talent. Great, great talent. It was way ahead of his time, and he blew up every level he was at. Yeah. Like when he was on the indie scene, he was the shit. When he came to fucking uh, ECW Eddie, yeah. WCW Eddie, even though the, Eddie. even though w, ECW Eddie was very short, yeah, those matches were unbelievable. Even the work he did with uh, what was the guy's name? He became like the Beetlejuice character in WCW, the juicer back in the day. But they was in a tag team, uh, Eddie and him. I think he passed as well, but uh, Eddie was a heel then. Yeah. You know, so you can see the the heel work man, even back all then. the heel and face turns in WCW. The Every cheap, one of them to win, yeah. LWO, man, good just shit, uh, just him coming down with some red and white tights with that mullet, yeah, the super mullet Eddie Guerrero, like, Latino yeah. heat. I mean, even as a face, uh, Eddie Guerrero, uh, his matches with uh, with Chris Jericho, Dean Malenko, and the crew. God, why she still did the tag team, the Guerreros, those Guerreros, man, shit. Well, we have we have the number one show in USA to talk about, so let's let's get back to it. <laughs> let's get back to it. I think <laughs> Good shit, Eddie. After the match, Moife blindsided Moife. Dominic and Passa asked for him in the ring. Moife holds Dominic as Passa says he told him to sit down and take notes. And uh, then he attempts to give Jaberto Carrillo another Kirk Franklin, but Dominic intercepts and wails on the passer. Moifi jumps in, but Dominic is on him, but he takes a knee and a minor tantrum from Passer. Moifi hands Passer the kendo stick, and Dominic is receiving some heavy cracks to the back again, 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 and again. Yeah. And Passer tells Moifi to get Dominic's shirt off and continues to strike Dominic. And they eventually tie him up in the in the ropes as the passer talks shit as he continues to strike him. Moifi goes under the ring, and how convenient that there are about five or more kendo sticks to be found. Moifi joins in on his ass whipping, and he whips the back as Passer continues to strike his chest. Passer goes for a Kirk Franklin, but Dominic passes out from the pain. Passer says to be continued. God damn! That uh, I don't ever want to take a kendo stick shot. I'm sorry. Uh, from from somebody who has that motherfucking shit hurts. Yeah. Um. The fucking angle was dope. It seems like uh, Seth Rollins been sitting up under Randy Orton and getting getting some heel work, man. Because yeah. uh, why did it take this long for this feud to be decent, though? Uh, yeah, definitely weeks of filler. Uh, once again, we've always said how excited we was when we first kicked off this pod, and to where now the first what. Three, four weeks? Yeah. It's okay. Where now it's like, damn, we could have been getting this uh, a while ago. Huh? I know if I could take anything from this segment, I, I guess, had a little PTSD from when I was in the grocery store with my <laughs> with my mother. <laughs> Running over the back of her ankle and her losing her fucking mind and getting, getting whooped. <laughs> oh, you front and the back? Then. Yeah, all in the front and the back. <laughs> Love you, ma. Love you, ma. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, like that shit. I was like, look, turn this shit off. This shit is start starting at home a little bit. Ow! I mean, they, those some good shots, man. And as you get whipped and then you take that nap, that is the most wonderful nap of all time. <laughs> Until you wake, wake up. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, man. Uh, more retribution being whatever. Whatever the fuck yeah. this is. Okay, next. Andrade versus Angelo Dawkins. Zelina says, uh, people ask how could she do such a heinous act poisoning Montez Ford. And she says, remember, innocent until proven guilty. What kind of manager would she be if she ruined the opportunity for her clients? Like most women, she doesn't thrive off of her men's success. She creates it. Maybe Bianca Belair could learn from that by keeping her men in line. And she doesn't appreciate her putting uh, hands on her last week. She says the street prophets want the smoke and they can have it. What Zelina wants uh, is for Angel and Andrade to get them tag team titles. And she reiterates that she had nothing to do with poisoning uh, uh, Montez. But Angel and Andrade would have everything to do with taking them titles at SummerSlam. Angelo Dawkins comes to the ring and the lights begin to flicker again and the match is finally underway as Dawkins is all in is all over Andrade. Andrade with a big boot. Big boot! Yeah, to the midsection of Dawkins, who already lost both of his headbands. <laughs> Andrade gets a drop kick and then he takes a breather on the outside. And Dawkins is tripped up on the apron trying to get uh to Andrade, and now he stomps on Dawkins. And it's a drop kick to the back. A grounded chin lock on Dawkins, but he's back to his feet and he's back in control. He rallies back in a nice exploder suplex, but he misses a corkscrew uh, splash uh, and gets the double knees in the corner for two. Andrade goes to the top and flies into the right hand of Dawkins, who goes for the pin, and Zelina is now on the apron talking to the ref. This brings out Bianca Belair, who pulls Zelina off, and she goes face first into the apron. This allows Dawkins to deliver a cash out on Andrade for the win. Waffle House. Waffle House. Waffle House. Yep. The Belair throws Alina in the ring. And before we start that match, let's get a quick rating from none other than 4 2 0. Um. <laughs> I see why that motherfucker wears two headbands. Mm-hmm. Two headbands came off. This dude was looking like a life size, stretched out version of a. Goomba from the Super Mario Brothers. You know, the first little brown thing. <laughs> and also, he self suffers from the Kevin Durant syndrome. God damn. Well, you always say Comb that fucking head. Man, he got them beady Comb that fucking head. Like, yeah, I.E. Pam from Martin. Circa ninety five, but I give it a you know, it was it was a it was a half a gram of some uh, some bullshit. Um it's that it's that shit that you get. <laughs> it was it was it was like you, you met somebody that you ain't seen in a long time. Hey it's man, like, hey, oh shoot, bro, I got smoke. Oh nigga, you got smoke. Shit, yo, I got smoke. Shit, let me get your number, man. He done baked it up while y'all was at the <laughs> store. You you know you you ain't call him that day because you still have smoke. But yep. like a week or so go by, like shit, homie, you got smoke. I got smoke. You get up there, like, you don't know, so you still only get, like, a dub, and it was a pump fake. Pump fake a grandma pump fake, because why, <laughs> at, at any point, should a former NXT champion match of the win, match of the year winner, what was it, 2018 or 2017? I would say so, yeah. Losing to a fucking spine buster from Angelo Dawkins. That's why. That's how you do on the main roster. Nobody remembers what happens on NXT. Come on, man. Come I, on. I mean, if it was, if, especially if it was more of a distraction, or or at least Bianca Belair put hands on Angelo Dawkins. But I mean, on uh, Andrade. But no, it was just a straight up distraction win, basically. 
That's bullshit. Whoever produces some of these matches on WWE it should be. I don't know. They should be relieved of their well. You know, you know how we think. Everybody should be relieved of their duties uh, on the main roster. To be honest with you, shitty booking, uh, shitty produced matches. Uh, nothing makes me yeah, make sense. It, 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 it kind of it just kind of irked me how they do Andrade seeing almost. I mean, I don't care if he if he's leave motherfucking Charlotte. I don't care if Zelina ain't his manager no more. I don't care if motherfucking Austin Theory come back and beat him. I don't care if motherfucking Alberto come back and take his motherfucking gimmick. Ten minutes later. I don't care if he didn't got motherfucking caught fucking his third cousin. I don't care if he got illegal tamales in the back of his motherfucking van. I don't care if he got two extra baby mamas. I don't care if Johnny Gargano motherfucking called the whole match while they was wrestling that motherfucking takeover. I don't care if motherfucking Stephanie McMahon winked at him and Triple H said, nah, play, I ain't playing that bullshit. A few minutes later. I don't care if he talks shit to my mama and she tell me and I'm like, what you say to him? (laughs) (laughs) You don't treat Andrade motherfucking seeing Almas. Like this, he doesn't lose to fucking Angelo Dawkins on some fucking bullshit ass spine buster. They try, they try to make it sound more uh, extravagant uh, as it was. I mean, it's a regular spine buster, but yeah. they called it the cash out. Uh, that's why this match to me gets a just a, a flat bush beer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this this is one that goes on. I, if anything, I'm more interested in who spiked the punch. I don't think it was uh, Zelina or Andrade or Angel Garza. I think it was somebody else. Uh, just like uh, they said, this theme for SummerSlam is you'll never see it coming. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm gonna keep it. All. I'm gonna keep it three thousand with you. Mm-hmm. So some of the angles have been very interesting. If we could say one thing here lately, in like the last what month and a half, yes, angles sir. have been decent. So if we had different, if we had all the people that said, oh, I don't know about that COVID shit, fucking I ain't coming to wrestle, they were still at PC Center, we still had the regular shit going, yeah. and we got fans and all that, this shit would really be popping, because you gotta know that COVID is the reason why we got 30 Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy matches versus, you know, Alistair o- o- Opaque and <laughs> I mean, but also like Salsalito, <laughs> Salsalito over there, not not, not the avocado, guacamole yeah. kind of Salsalitos, nigga. But COVID can also not be an excuse for you to actually attempt to create and see, you know, what will work. Like you still have people that's on the roster that has nothing to do. Like you have people surrounding the ring that have nothing to do. This is a time to build, mm-hmm. build, 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 like quit mm-hmm. focusing on the right now so much and give us something towards the future. As you can see, time is going to, uh, is going to take away certain superstars. You can't rely on them anymore. Yeah. This whole thing about going back, getting former superstars like Stone Cold. I, I heard they, I heard them say that uh, when once when they get a crowd, they're going to have a Stone Cold celebration. Didn't we already see one of those motherfuckers? Yeah, but that I mean that sucked because that was three sixteen, and I that it would have been awesome that three sixteen celebration, but it, it was horrible. And then they had 
motherfucking Becky Lynch come out there to do nothing because they had no fans and it was just it was horrible. But who whose fault was that they could have instead of the, just pushed it off, pushed it off, or just like AEW did? You see how they made something out of nothing and made you feel like that it was an actual show going on and like still to this day, like I'm still enjoying AEW and they they yeah I'm glad wait. they I mean they they still got I mean they got a couple fans there you know what I'm saying they actually got people in the stands yeah, like, you know what I'm saying I mean the empty the empty chairs for the first for the first few rolls that happened around that time and then alright we're gonna give you a match that we showed you on the network and shit like that 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 made me not wanna watch around that mm. time that, that didn't make me wanna watch at all so. I mean it's been it's, I mean it's been hard I mean it's gotten a lot better I mean just them adding people yeah. people to the outside makes it a lot better because those were some hard matches but the sad thing about it mm-hmm. I've watched TNA Impact. Yeah. I've watched a full show. I'll call some highlights just because you said something about it. I watched a full show. I can't say I went that far. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I ain't had shit to do, so I watched a full show. Yeah. They have nobody in the crowd. I see that. Yeah. It ain't that bad. It's just how you present it, man. They got a better announced team. You know what I'm saying? It's just... Too much. Too, it's too much. all. All these other promotions got things that you like a whole lot about them. Yeah. That's, that they accentuate where WWE has the best talent. <laughs> and he's wearing the crimson mask. I think Matt Hardy looked like that a couple of what last week on AEW. Yeah. AW, uh, yeah. fucked him up. Yeah. Edge just busted open Matt Hardy in their match on this SummerSlam, and uh, yeah, they stopped the match, and uh, Matt looks. Uh, I think this was real, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, no wonder Matt was pissed at Sammy Guevara. <laughs> Again? <yeah>. God damn it. <laughs> I know when he got to that steel cage, man, he got them licks in, though. Yeah, yeah. They should have left it right there. But the asshole ended up winning that feud, which made no sense. Yeah, once when, once again, once when you put a little bit of reality into Look a feud. Bam! Yeah. Stretched his ass out. Yeah, but... uh. As you said, yeah, uh, less micromanaging and more of just you know, take take those handcuffs off of off of your talent and let them do them. That'll give us interest in a show that we're dying uh, that that we want to get better. You know, fuck that if you don't like it. Don't watch bullshit. They look like they 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 all I mean, read I've invested from the, this much time. Don't tell me not to watch it. Yeah, they they they. Uh, they read. They all read from the same sheet of, uh, you know, boot licking, boot, boot licking for Vince. What else? So you shouldn't complain. And uh, we, well, they gave you this. Uh, shut the fuck up. Shut the boot licking with vigor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Bianca Belair versus Zelina Vega. Back from the break. Zelina is on the back of Belair with a sleeper, and uh, that's applied, but is overpowered into a snap suplex. Zelina pleads with Belair and gets away from her, but Belair simply flips back into the same spot for a redo. Such athleticism by Belair. Belair grabs the hair of Zelina, who steps on the foot of Belair, then lands a shot into the midsection. She goes for a crucifix pin, but is denied, but lands a triangle choke. Belair baby dolls Zelina, uh, Zelina back up, and she once again escaped into a sunset flip pin attempt, but no. Belair lifts her by the head and drops her face first. Belair sends Zelina into the corner and wears her ass out until the ref jumps in. Zelina pokes the eyes of Belair and delivers, uh, in my opinion, a weak spike Dudley Bulldog for a <laughs> 
too. That shit was horrible. Yeah. Zelina taking control, but being overpowered by the tower tower wing, Berlair does what most females do uh, when they know you may not win a tussle. She goes for the signature ponytail of Berlair <laughs> and whips her into the corner, then throws a kick to the head and Berlair is down. Double knees in the corner by Zelina for two, who's still in control. Then a little botch trying to figure out the next spot. I think they both froze. Yeah. Berlair goes for the KLD, but it's fall off. Zelina gets an elbow, but she lands a... Uh, uh, Zelina gets an elbow and lands a Hurricanrana that slingshots Berlair off of the middle rope. It's Zelina. What's Malucian? Malucian! <laughs> Zelina drives, uh, dives from the top, but is caught in a military press dropped by Berlair. And it was Malucian. Malucian! And now it's Malucian. <laughs> from Berlair on Zelina continuing the beatdown, but it's short-lived as Berlair goes to the ring post hard shoulder first after a miss. Zelina works her in the corner, stopping and saying, I didn't do it, but she is powerbombed and then alley-ooped into the top turnbuckle face first. KOD on Zelina for the win, and Tom Phillips with some dumbass commentary, and he says this is a big win for Bianca Belair. That's funny you say that because this is some K-12. <laughs> And you might think I'm being harsh because K-12 is the new low of low. Yeah, it's the bottom. Um, it's a, it's a nice, it's nice, a nice two grams of it. It's nice. It's it's a, it's a old, it's a old two thousand dub. You know what I'm saying? It's a two. It knows a two. It's a two thousand dime. You know what I'm saying? Um, why the fuck does Alina Vega get so much offense in? Well, that was my question. But carry on. It was, it was a botch fest. Yeah. And she got... Why is Zelina Vega getting a bunch of offense in? That was my question. Like, that made, that made no sense at all. Um, what I was thinking when I was watching the match, <clears throat> she and that whole faction would do well with uh, Raul Mendoza from... Uh, <laughs> We talk about Raul or Raquel. Rachel. <laughs> Raquel. Raquel. <laughs> Raquel Mendoza. Oh, okay. Well, that chick. Yeah, Raquel. That would be perfect for that whole little group. Yeah, I, think, I would think so. And that would be a dope little tag team. And that would have made a bit of more sense uh, with her taking on uh, Bianca Belair. And not little Zelina getting in so much offense on somebody who we know that dominates like Bianca Belair. Like, well, once again, we're not stupid. We're not yeah. stupid. Quit trying to insult our intelligence. This should have been, all right, uh, Zelina could have gotten a few shots, but not as much as yeah. what she got right here. What the fuck? Yeah. Man, come the fuck on. Oh, uh, yeah, I gotta, gotta, gotta read this. Um, I don't know, man. Fucking hot bottle of Mickey's. Ugh, a whole bottle? A whole hot bottle of Mickey's that's been sitting. You forgot about it in your car. <laughs> and how, then long, like, how long have you been in the uh, car? It's been about six months. God. Are you still drinking? In summertime, look, it's been in, it's been in for the whole summer damn near. And uh, you just noticed that <laughs> you got some Mickey's back there. You try to put forth effort to pop it open. But even when you chilled it, it still sucks. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um. What what more can I say that 420 has already said about it? Like, he basically said it all. So, we will move on. 
Shale joins Belair and Dawkins in the ring and asks, does she have any evidence? Uh, Belair cuts her off by saying that uh, they try to carve their own ways in their careers, uh, but Selena <clears throat> messed up with Montez's business. Excuse me. She says if she does it again, she will also get whooped by the EST of the WWE. And Shotty goes on to ask for an update on Tez. Dawkins jumps in and says they're going to cause a ruckus and they're bringing the red cups. <laughs> Hopefully we're not that wild Irish rose. Right. Because the profits are up and they want the smoke. All right. Um, an investigative edition of the VIP lounge and Eddie Guerrero is on his way to the ring about to fight Rey Mysterio for the contract, the custody of Dominic. Why the fuck did you put on another SummerSlam <laughs> that we give a fuck about? Yo, that nigga was nasty with the little beeping at the beginning. Yo, that whole theme song was the shit back in the day. Oh, evil Eddie. That was the dude, man. How can we ever get through Raw if we're watching a SummerSlam this good? Nigga, I'm over here, motherfucker, getting jiggy with it, nigga. Shit, right there. Well, once again, an investigative edition of VIP Lounge is underway, and he doesn't look happy. I'm a coming. Nobody can see me, nobody can flip it. I'm a coming. Nobody can sip it, nobody can dip it. Nobody can hit it, nobody can quit it. <laughs> nobody can pack it nobody can tap it and I'm coming <laughs> he says tonight is a different VIP lounge and he's not in the fucking mood he's not popping bottles but he wants to pop someone in the mouth <laughs> he told the five fingers say to the face pop slap yeah, he told us that it was a conspiracy, and how in the fuck is he supposed to win matches in these dangerous conditions? Apollo didn't beat him. The lights did. <laughs> <laughs> Apollo says MVP is making up excuses, and he says MVP didn't hurt him. <coughs> it's It was Lashley, but now he walks around with a title that apparently MVP was the one that paid for this title. A thousand, thousand dollars. I don't know how it's that, but okay. Uh, that makes sense. Team, team Gray. Okay. MVP says Apollo makes bad decisions like coming out by himself, and Apollo says he's right. He does make some bad decisions, but he's a bad man. Apollo said uh, that MVP didn't care about him or his kids, but Apollo doesn't give a fuck about Shelton or Lashley. He does care about MVP. He talks about the light flickering, uh, flickering. But at SummerSlam, the lights that'll be flickering is MVPs. <laughs> Apollo drops MVP and fuck your couch, nigga, as Apollo throws a couch at the Hurt Business. <laughs> All right, so when that motherfucker said, I'm a bad man, I, I was thinking to myself, man, shut your soft ass up, boy. Shut your soft ass up. Believe, if, you don't, if you can't say it and make me believe it, that ain't nigga, I, Come on now, I, I hear a straight up fear in your voice when you talk to you. Please don't put a mic in front of me, sir. Please let me do flips and dips. I'm, my arms big, look, I'm, they big. I guess he, I guess that's why he threw that couch. Man, he struggled with the couch. They was sitting like, all right, nigga. Fuck, yo, couch. Man, y'all should get, y'all ain't take the motherfucking, uh, y'all know we won't sit down. Why y'all ain't take the cushion out of this shit, dog? It's the summertime. Y'all couldn't put no, uh, no, no, no picnic furniture in here? We gotta be lounging like this all the time. Shit, it's, it's heavy leather. <laughs> Why y'all ain't get that faux level? <laughs> <A> futon, <laughs> something. This <laughs> we couldn't have no bar stools <laughs> on the bitch. <laughs> shit, I was good with picnic towel. <laughs> you want foldable chair? All these foldable chairs we got. And you want to put this big ass couch in here? Huh? And you want me to throw it? You want me to throw it? 
I had to talk and throw. <laughs> I'm tired, boss. I'm tired. <laughs> well, I'm big. Just like uh, just like what I'm sipping. Mama tired. <laughs> Palo tired, son. Palo tired. So it's Shelton Benjamin versus a tied Apollo Crews. <laughs> We've seen this one before, and well, straight to the finish. Yep, Shelton gets the win with the most devastating, deadliest, death-defying move in WWE history. The surprise roll-up. Yep, after the match, Lashley goes for the full Nelson, but is stopped by MVP saying he wants Apollo healthy, and all he's doing is looking out for him. MVP is insecure out of his shoes. (laughs) (laughs) As Apollo escapes... Tom Phillips has some breaking news saying that a cinder block has went through the door at the PC. And I've got some breaking news saying, who gives a fuck? <laughs> oh, man. I give it a grab. It's a five because MVP made the whole segment. Like, yeah. He's funny. He's funny to the point where if they eventually catch, yeah. if we have fans and they could catch. Yep. When they turn face, it'll be like a big deal. I, that might be what they're trying to go for. I don't want them to turn face because when they once when they turn face, they will be jobbers to the stars. It'll be. T- it depends on it depends on how Bobby Lashley is positioned in the company. Yeah, well, because like now a, a, a face Bobby Lashley versus a heel Drew McIntyre because Drew McIntyre is a heel's coming. And he beating the shit. He beating the shit out of motherfuckers as a face. Like, he is the strongest built face I've ever seen. Other than, like, the... No, Rock got his ass whooped every match. He just... But do, do you want... Uh, I, you know... All right, this is where we well, do. Do I not want to... No, I want a dominant heel run the fucking company Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. I don't want a face Drew McIntyre. Why not? Do they need a strong face? Like who? Who? What other face you do they build? have? Bobby Lashley is still able to be built up. That's as a face. That's gonna take a while. I mean, look how bad he Big was e, as a face. You player. have Big E right there. All you gotta do is just put the rocket behind Big E. All you have to do is separate Big E from New Day, and that's he's he's made. He's do you made. think they'll pull the trigger? You just telling me my ideas. I don't know what, what's gonna happen. <laughs> you think that? <laughs> I mean, too, rea- too complete. In reality, I see there are no. There's not a lot of faces on on Raw. Oh, it's like that. Yeah, and like the the thing is, I mean, you got motherfuckers that you can't blow. Like Alistair Black should never be. Alistair Black should have been in the mid card for that first initial Ooh. run. Oh, this shit was perfect. Every time. Always a crisp belly to back suplex. Yeah. Always a crisp. Well, I looked up again. Game look up. Shit. But yeah. Uh, what you write? Uh, let's see. Yeah. Yeah, I write this, man. Let me let me get a Coors Light on that thing. Tap yeah. the Rockies with okay. the blue mountain. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, the Hurt Business, I do think that they should remain heel. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. They're... They got that cool special MVP brings yeah. that what what both of those two guys need. Nobody can zap it. Nobody can tap it. You know, because I'm coming. <laughs> but well, like, as you said with Drew, like I mean, this is once again this is the time. I don't I don't think that 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 Drew's title run. <laughs> oh God, I'm tired. <laughs> I don't think uh, Drew's title tired. run has been strong considering that there haven't been any believable heels. If if anything, they also need heels more than just Seth. More than just uh, 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 Randy Orton, and, like we need some more credible heels. Uh, they missed the gun with Andrade. Like he could have been an incredible top heel, battling uh, 
Drew McIntyre throughout the whole summer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I they, mean between him and Dolph Ziggler, that that's yeah. And then if you know three MB was still, I mean, you could have seen how his title reign was going to go. I yeah. mean, we talked about this before. Like those five guys mm-hmm. would have. Would have made it because, especially if he could have made them believable, especially if we could have got a believable Heath Slater yeah. and a believable Jinder Mahal, yeah. a believable Dolph Ziggler. We already had a believable Andrade. He took you out. Like, yeah. I mean, can't you see him finally ending the three MB like a triple threat? Yeah. They finally, you know, they, they tear the house down, and all of a sudden Drew McIntyre just chilling. And he just motherfucking Andrade just comes out of nowhere, attacks that that arm that he already fucked up before. Yeah, <clears throat> screw Harvard. screw the goddamn he. Well, he can't speak good English. That's why the fuck he has Zelina. Yeah, dummy. That's why the fuck he has Zelina. Uh, Zelina. And Zelina he, can speak, was, he can speak good enough. Yeah, and Z- but Zelina was also the person that that, that took him uh, took him to the to the NXT Championship in NXT. He so was garbage. Is, he was garbage without him. He was wearing suspenders, looking like he played on Magic Mike. And he was like, we're gonna, we're gonna make us a Chippendale dance. We're gonna say, take your mask off and make you a Chippendale. Dance. No, nope, nobody bro. believed that shit. But once, once when Zelina came in and and and, and they they joined forces, you seen what happened. Like this man won the title, and this man had uh, in my book one of the greatest NXT matches uh, in NXT Philadelphia against Johnny Organic, <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Wrestling. Wait, so uh, are you looking forward to the MVP uh, Apollo uh, Apollo uh, Tony Cruz? Well, this probably be the opener on on SummerSlam. To be honest with you, uh, between that or uh, <laughs> that could be a kickoff. Yeah. Some with I don't know something that we're gonna have interest in is probably gonna hit the kickoff, and something that we don't give a fuck about is gonna be on the main card. We know yeah. that much. But uh, I really don't. I just want. I kind of want this part to be over. Enough with the minority wars. Yeah. Let's get. Let's get. Let's move on to something else. Yeah. You know. All right. Um. Sarah. Sure. Is backstage with the returning Mickey James saying that she has an announcement, saying that she has gold on her mind. And <laughs> the, thought, the thought foundation. You know that I'm a thot. You know that I'm a thot. You know that I'm a thot. I'm thotting on the spot. Thot. Foundation. We back. And we matching. <laughs> yeah, man, they 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 went to the same to the same shop in the hood. Get them right. dresses right there. Hmm. It was definitely a man from the Middle East that sold them to. Him. You like you like my friend. You like you like you like both ninety right now. <laughs> take it. You are pretty good. I take sixty. I'll take sixty. <laughs> take this Instagram post with me, and I go at forty-five. <laughs> Here I am with the tot foundation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, they said something that uh, they said something like their tops, their tops. I said you hungry? I got fish fries. <laughs> they say tots. I like tots too. Oh, <laughs> All right, Lana asks, how can Mickey be a leader if she doesn't have a TikTok? Uh, she says Mickey is a good competitor, but Natty is the best. Natty says that she's the most winning woman in WWE if you count the last 47 years she's been there. <laughs> Natty says uh, uh, she's the most winning woman and she's the best of all time. And she's the boat. Oh, <laughs> I guess best of all. Whatever. Yeah. Mickey expects the, that from the thought, Lana, but Natty has worked so hard off her family's coattails. 
and boats sink. Hashtag that. Yeah, I like the way I like when when she came out with the whole boat shit. Like I think that if she can really work it, she can almost pull a CM Punk. I'm the boat. I'm the boat. I'm the boat. I'm the boat. Yeah, yeah. That's her best. There is best. There was best. There ever will be. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Well, hey, the part of the show that 420 couldn't wait for it's the Raw Underground because WWE is down with the fuck shit. Yeah. Oh. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's his favorite part. Ivar is macking to that Demi girl as he's back stealing Gar- Garza's work. Richard and Seth are also they're laughing at Eric as Demi as the Demi chick disses him. Yeah. Okay. War Raiders with Richard and Seth versus the Ninjas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This week on Niggas Vikings and. Ninjas. Yeah, it's not much. It's a squash as they dismantle uh, dismantle Tazawa's ninjas. One ninja refuses to get in the ring, and Tazawa isn't happy about it. The ninja walks off, followed by Tazawa, and the Raiders hit a Thor's hammer hammer on ninja on a ninja for the win. I refuse ninja to th- call ninja the second ninja from the love. Yeah, I <laughs> I refuse to call. Uh, that finisher, the Viking experience. Fuck yeah. that shit. It will always be Thor's hammer. Okay, uh, Tazama, Tazawa notices a ref, and it's the ninja with the move that many don't kick out of. The surprise run up! Yes! The ninja is none other than R Truth, and for the 38th time, he's the 24 7, 7 11, Six Flags. King's Dominion, uh, Sea World, Disney World, Wally World, Hershey Park, uh, uh, Salem Fair, some Canadian shit. Yep. Uh, uh, the, the 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 fair at the Roanoke Civic Center that doesn't come anymore. Regal and Burley Brothers Circus, some circus shit. Yep. Mill Mountain Zoo, <laughs> Garden City title. <laughs> Who kicks his heels as he celebrates? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was, I was grabbing some fire. Why? Because our truth is the fucking man. Yeah, fuck what you talking about. Our truth is the man. Yeah, so that's that's what I that's what I like. Sorry, I only got enamored. Thirty eight time. <laughs> Thirty eight time. <laughs> yeah, he, he he's gonna keep on with that strap. I mean, that's it's kind of an afterthought without him. Yeah, it's like they he had a whole like a whole network made the our truth title. Because that's what it's been. Yeah. All right, let me get an Angry Orchard's uh, hard apple cider for this one. I like those, and hey, I don't care what you think. I like R Truth, man. Yeah, like, yeah. First of all, R Truth, he's I'm, funny as fuck, and he just what they made now is just unbelievable. I mean, what, what? Taking uh, chicken shit and making it into chicken salad. I mean, this guy. To me, is definitely still underutilized, in my opinion. The man should be higher above the card than what he is. I mean, this man can do it all, and even at his age, like he's he's kept in shape. Mm. He, you know, his move his uh, move set has never been bad. Like, no. He can go in the ring, and then plus he brings that charisma and entertainment that only our truth can bring you. No. How come he can't be in the runnings of the U.S. strap, you know, and be and be you know head head uh be be the forefront in that division as well? Yeah, I, I'll dig it. Yeah, I mean, for sure. But you know, twenty four seven title. You know, as long as truth is on TV, let's get it. Yeah. Uh, Charlie is backstage. Ooh, Charlie. 
with Drew, Drew McIntyre asking, will he have a close eye on the match tonight with Randy Orton and Kevin Owens? He says it's self-preservation on why Orton has made it this far. He's going to take the torch from Orton at SummerSlam and he's going to kick his head off. If KO wins tonight, then he'll have a talk with the future about the future of Raw with him as well. All right, uh, Liv Morgan versus Peyton Royce. And you know I'm not wasting time on this shit, so... Straight to the finish. I don't give a fuck about this preteen feud. Okay, Peyton into the corner. She's kicked away by Liv. Billy Kay hops on the apron and causes uh, Ruby Riot to hop up as well. The ref tells Ruby to hop off and attack from behind by Peyton on Liv. And I guess you can call it a tornado. Brain buster for the win. Liv is upset about Riot costing her the match. I ain't gonna lie. Oh, it's some pocket land for sure. Yeah. I, I thought I already seen this match before because I already seen this match before. Like the same spots, the same everything. So, like, hey, it was, it was some straight up deja vu shit. Yeah. It was some straight up deja vu. Yeah. So, like, I. I I thought we were talking about last week's show. Yeah. I'm going to keep it a band. Another hot bottle of Mickey's. We're going to move on. Yeah, I mean, I there's care. nothing to really talk about here. Okay. They're not giving us... Like, if you was giving me decent matches, yeah. cool. But you're not. Same and the angles... And, 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 the, and the angle sucks. Same shit over and over. Yeah. All right. Uh, the nigga ninja greets... <laughs> Shaman Man as he opens the door to the underground and 420 can't wait. <laughs> I see some smoke. Maybe they got that fire on the other side of the door. I don't know. The only thing I see about the underground is an attempt to get over talent they don't know how to book. Like a Riddick Moss. Yeah. yeah. Oscar versus Bailey. Uh, okay, it's a lot of shit on this episode that we've seen as well. Typical WWE. Okay, it's, an, it's a stipulation involved, but not enough to review the bulk of this match again. We know how great Bailey and Asuka are, and okay, I'll start close to the finish as Asuka has a painful-looking ankle lock on Bailey as she powers herself out, but she's still taken down with a two. Double knee strike from Asuka for a near fall, a forearm exchange, and Asuka misses that spinning back fist. Bailey learned from that shit in the last match. However, she eats another knee from Asuka. Asuka positions Bailey on the top in the corner, but Bailey hits the elbow top or drop for two. Bailey with a spinning back fist of her own and then a sunset flip into the middle turnbuckle via the back of Asuka's head. Holy fuck. Yeah, yeah Bailey mocks Kyrie Sane and goes for a sliding deep, but she slides <laughs> her ass into an Asuka lock and she taps out. She's livid. I mean, Sasha is livid, but she's taking on Asuka in a rubber match for the title at SummerSlam. Man, uh, it was three grams of some fire, man. Yeah. I, I, it was hard to watch it just be... If it was one of those things that I haven't seen before, I would have been enamored with it. I been, yeah. Especially knowing what the story's about. i only seen like a couple matches out of them. Yeah. But the, the way they freshen up the ending made yeah. you want to like it. For sure. And it makes you like those women because yeah. I want to keep it funky with you. Yeah. Becky Lynch's matches are boring. Yeah. The character that she turned into made her matches boring. Especially when they went. Charlotte matches be the same shit. Like, yeah. no, don't get me wrong. She's half and half, you know what I'm saying? Well, she's great, but she's a good wrestler. She's a good yeah. wrestler, period. Yeah. But like, when she's wrestling a particular person, yeah. They tend to have the same match. Yeah. Sasha and Bailey, you don't know what you're getting, bro. Oscar, you don't know what you're getting, yo. Yeah. You just don't. Um. 
Yeah, man, let's let's give this one a Corona extra. You know, reason being I don't give it a light is because of the fact that this was a match that we had seen a couple of weeks beforehand. The finish, uh, like once when they kicked it in the third gear, goddamn, I mean, that that was some brutality mm-hmm. from them two. Hats off from Bailey. Hats off, uh, hats off to Bailey. Hats off to Oscar. One thing that still uh, sticks in the back of my mind and it still fucks with me is this wouldn't be happening happening if Bailey, I mean if Becky, didn't leave and go off to oh, my no. mother. And Charlotte was still there. We would still see. <laughs> we would probably see the Riot Squad going against Sasha and Bailey again since they yeah. performed. I mean, and there's no diss to them, but like. Why don't y'all put on? Why we only have a certain group of y'all putting on great matches? And when you have a slew of of wonderful great talent, talent. Yeah. like I'm not saying that you you don't have to have like yeah. there's there is room for the thought foundation. <laughs> Pot, I like pots. I love pots. <laughs> there's room for the thought foundation. There's room for the riot squad. I've seen Liv Morgan put on decent matches. Yeah, I've seen Ruby Riot put on great matches. Yeah. So the fact that we're getting five minute hair pulling and whack distractions, like I've seen Peyton Royce put on a great match before. Oh, what on fucking uh, WWE 2K19? No, NXT. She's put on great matches before. Okay, NXT. Yeah, yeah when they were less when they were less uh, annoying. I'm like when she used to come out with the whole um, poison ivy gimmick. Okay. Yeah, yeah like she used to put on good. Like, I, I've never really been a big fan of uh, Billy K. She had a big boot. Big boot. But, um, never a big, huge fan. But I like the gimmick. So, like, the gimmick is what, what keeps me around. So. Ah, hell. Okay, that's that's from 420. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <clears throat> Arturo Ruas, another guy with no direction on, you know, the fuck shit. Dibba Dabba is challenged by Shayna once again. (laughs) Wouldn't it be simple just to book this talent correctly instead of this fuckery? I I feel like I'm giving this part of the show too much time, (laughs) but we have to somewhat have some sort of opinion on the matter, unfortunately. She murders three combatants in the underground, but she couldn't pin... Shayna couldn't been pin Becky Lynch at WrestleMania 36, but yeah. she can beat the fuck up uh, everybody in the yeah. underground. It's more chaos as ninjas. Excuse me, the retribution flips the car. I feel like I wasted your time and my time just saying that, but I guess I have to inform you guys of what happens. Um, it was that was probably like the most interesting thing since the Hurt Business did their little shit. Like the ending angle of the underground is probably the only thing you need to really watch. Because they're not, I mean, you're not showing anything about the combatants from the underground. Like, Abu Dhabi. Yabba Dabba? Yabba, Yabba Dabba. He just Yabba Dabba. Like, I know who Shayna Baszler is. Dolph Ziggler looked cool with that little sleeper hold he put on. I see Abu Dhabi at the, at, the, at the world's greatest Royal Rumble or something like that. Probably. Yeah. Um, Atua Rubo, Rubos? Robus? Robus? Rubble. Oju. Oh, Oju sauce. <laughs> he, I mean, I've seen him before. I know what he can do. He's supposed to be like a Muay Thai or some shit like that. I've seen him in NXT. I don't yeah. know why they couldn't do nothing with him in NXT, but 
It is what it is. It's okay. garbage. Indeed. All right. Um. Three amigos on the ladder, son. Yeah. Shit. Once again, uh, we're still we're still watching the Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio match, and uh, we probably should finish this uh, and come back to you uno momento as we take a little break on Hayes Hops and Turnbuckle. I seen in the corner they went from PG to TV 14. I guess that means blood. But here on Hayes Hops and Turnbuckles we don't give a fuck. Alright man. Uh, well we're gonna definitely uh get back into this thing uh we're right. gonna continue with raw boss i'm, I'm tired <laughs> <laughs> randy orton versus kevin owens okay it's a lock up into a headlock by orton followed by a shoulder block but ko answers back with an el- elbow that makes orton slide to the outside orton tries to pull ko out but ko takes off on orton but it's thumb to the eye Orton goes to the announcer's desk and KO slams the head of Orton off of it. Back to the ring, KO continues his assault and then taunts Ric Flair. Orton back on top with a chop in the corner and it's a reversed iris whip into the opposite side. A failed stunner, then a failed RKO, but KO hits a super kick. Cannonball into the corner and Orton escapes to the outside. Cannonball into the guardrail as well. (laughs) (laughs) Then... Commercial. KO still in control after the break. Chops in the corner. More chops on uh, in the other corner. Then a beatdown. Orton again uh, goes to the outside. Orton sends KO into the steps, right shoulder first. That he was uh, favoring after the cannonball when he was slammed into the plexiglass. Orton sends KO again into the steps. And back in the ring, Orton with them calculated stomps to the legs, hand, and midsection. Then a knee for a two. Orton grounds KO with the chin lock. And KO is back to his feet with some forearms and then a chop by Orton. Orton sends KO into the ropes. A kick by KO and then a you're bean. You're bean. Uppercut from Orton. Then a clothesline and a senton by KO. He goes for a pop-up powerbomb, but Orton again goes back to the outside. It seems like Orton is beating KO at his own game. Because I remember KO used to retreat to the outside a lot as a heel. Right. Uh, early uh, main roster in NXT. <clears throat> Ooh, excuse me. KO goes outside, but to receive a belly to belly to back suplex on announcer's desk. Back on the inside, Orton gets a near fall, and Orton gets, sets up KO on the top. It's a battle, but KO headbutts Orton off the ropes and then hits a senton for two. He is positioned like Orton to strike. He goes for the stunner, and it's an RKO out of nowhere for the win. Um, if we're just talking about the match, it was like a, it was a gram and a half of some fire. Oh, this, this is healthy, Kurt. I don't mean to cut you off. You know, this is my favorite wrestler of all time. Uh, gram and a half of some fire. It, it's just basic match. I didn't get anything special out of them. They know they were just working. Like, as a couple of these matches on this uh, Raw, yeah. they were just working to get to the get to the finish so uh but nothing bad decent work i might even be too critical with the 1.5 but nothing special yeah oh yeah just regular budweiser yeah 
I mean, I think somewhere along the line, we've seen this match before. And once again, like I said, I'm watching my favorite wrestler of all time, yeah. Kurt Angle, beat the fuck out of uh, and Eugene. And he beat the brakes off of him. I mean, this is, this is the... Yeah, he laying his shots on him. This is the wrestling machine, Kurt Angle. No jokes, no nothing. I'm just here to beat you up. Yeah. Good shit. But yeah, man, like this, this definitely uh, is something to segue into my favorite part of this whole ordeal. Um... Okay, uh, Flair, he comes in to celebrate with Orton as his hand is raised. Flair's proud as Orton poses on the top rope, and Orton asks for a mic and tells Flair not to go anywhere. Okay, he asks him to stay punt. <clears throat> I'm sorry, put. <laughs> <laughs> he says he has every right to be upset with Flair, but he can't find it in his heart. The match, he says, wasn't necessary. He was only in the fight with KO is because of his ego. Orton bigs up Flair, saying he has had his back, and he's one of the reasons he's still in the ring after 20 years. He brings up a memory in, 2000, in 2002, maybe 03, in Peoria when Orton got into some trouble, and Flair was the only one that came to bail him out of whatever his 22-year-old punk ass got himself into. He respected him after that, and he loved him, but he doesn't respect him now because he's a liability to his career in anything he's trying to do now. He knows he now knows why he took him under his wing because he wished that he was the son that he would have had. God damn, that, yeah. that cut deep. Orton called Flair an old ass man and asked, "Is that all he can muster up? Is a couple of tears because that's all he's good for?" Is crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yeah. Crime a fucking river. He's not the Ric Flair he looked up to. And the Flair he looked up to didn't need a pacemaker. Holy shit, to keep his heart ticking. <laughs> Slipped into a coma or became a whore for the spotlight. Like Jeff Hardy, Flair is a junkie. Junkie. But for the spotlight. <laughs> he's not the same and he, he is washed up. And uh, Orton's going for the title at SummerSlam. And he's going to win it for the 14th, 14th time. And that's the only thing he should be concerned with. But instead, Flair is only worried about himself. Flair says he's taking this very personal. He says that Flair from 2002 is not there anymore. Does he love the spotlight? Yeah. And at 71 years old, he's on Raw. That means he has guys like Hogan call him asking, how is it? He says it's the greatest feeling in the world because he's with Orton. And he wants uh, to be there for the 14th, the 15th, the 16th. He wants him to break his own record. His dad uh, knows, and he runs down the price he paid in the day, uh, back in the day. He says Orton is the greatest performer of the day, and he can't get mad. Uh, do you know why? Because after 31 days in ICU, a coma for 12, and uh, when he woke up, uh, he wanted to call everyone he knew and tell them that he loved them and how he felt. Everybody that mattered to him. Orton has to be that close to know how it feels, and he's not trying to take any way, anything away from Orton. He just likes coming out uh, with Orton and having a good time. He's Charlotte's dad, and he wants to be a part of Orton's life. He ain't Flair no more, and he's right, but he's a big fan of Orton, and he wants him to be that guy to break the record. That's all he wants. And Orton gives Flair a hug, and then a low blow. Yeah. Uh -oh. Going for the jewels. Families. Orton That's my family. <laughs> Orton says what looks like a prayer to wrestling Jesus Seth with flair as well. You know what time it is. 
It's 4th and 35. And just like I said a couple of episodes ago, Flair's die is punted off his head. Or is it? Because the lights flickered off. Orton finishes his prayer and ah, <laughs> McIntyre is out to the ring chasing Orton off and the officials come out to aid Flair ending this show. Um, so I guess the retribution on Raw is just used for the lights to go out at proper times to save an old ass man who's 71 years old. Hey, you just stand by the lights and just start playing with it. <laughs> Retribution, they're here. <laughs> See that? Look at the lights. They're cutting up the lights. <laughs> hey, get get Billy. Get Billy. Call him on call, call him on the walkie. Hey, we need maintenance. But you all blew blew out the fuse down here in the PC complex. I mean the PC land. I mean the uh PC center. I think we uh <laughs> <laughs> more flickering on them lights, please. <laughs> and somebody somebody's somebody's messing up. I think some kids are out there that don't that don't that don't things through the glass. The freaking glass. Go ahead, walk down there and take a look around. But first, uh, check out the AC. I think they fuck with the AC unit. I know I had it on seventy three. <laughs> Don't touch that goddamn thermostat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yo, the response from Flair was off the fucking chain. Like no one, it was going like I was like, all right. When he pulled him back into the ring and he went for the uh, went for the um, commercial break, I was like, yeah, right. we know what's going to happen. He's, yep. he's about to. Take him out and do some shit to him, so we already know what's about to pop off. I can see it, but I uh, can see it. At the end of the day, it, it was still dope. Yeah, it. His response gave it another air of like, "Damn, Randy, you still gonna do this to him after he said that? You said the most vicious shit you could say to him." I mean, because what was his, what was his, the son that uh. I mean, I don't even know if he's making fun of that. Even if he's making fun of David, David yeah. still fucked up because like David was a complete failure. David was supposed to be the next Flair, you know what I'm saying? He was supposed to run with it. David was horrible in WCW. Trash. Yes, he was. Yeah. So, uh, at the end of the day, I'm I'm even more amped for this match. Yeah, uh, I also have to agree with you on this one. Um, but uh, I also think, even though we, from what we thought was a punt, this to me, even though I predicted that this was going to happen, this to me seems like a ploy. We don't know if he punted Flair when the lights went out. Mm. So how better to 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 grab on the emotions of Drew McIntyre is for Drew to 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 uh, tend to Ric Flair. Uh, try to become Ric Flair's new, uh, you know, uh, protege. Mm. But in reality, Ric Flair has been playing McIntyre for a fool, few, uh, fool the whole time, and this what's get what gets Randy Orton the championship. So that's your never see it coming. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, that, at this point, we got we got two never see it comings for Raw. Yeah. Hopefully, we can get two out of SmackDown, but I don't. It's gonna be a stretch. Yeah, I do think that Flair is playing everybody for a fucking fool. It might be this. Is, this, this is this is what's gonna get Orton the title. Yeah, I mean, because you would not see it come, especially after that. You know. So, um, what was your last shot of the week? All right, last shot of uh, Raw. Uh, last shot of Raw. Uh, let me see, man. Um, 
I'm going to have to go with the whole promo of Randy Orton and Ric Flair, just how that whole setup, uh, how they pull on the strings. And I know Ric Flair had to okay it because Ric Flair is a master heel at what he does. So he knows that Randy Orton had to go to that extra notch of Orton making fun of, of, of mm-hmm. his children. How I, and, and, I, and honestly, you know, R.P. Reed Flair, I think Reed Flair would have been, oh, you yeah. know, a superb in the ring had he not, you know, Dealt with with his demons, you know. I think Reed Flair would have been up there. Will we even have Charlotte? I think Charlotte would have existed, but I think Charlotte also went harder because of Reed's death as well. That's what but, I'm saying. Uh, but I do think Charlotte would have made it to wrestling. Like she was already around it. Like I was watching old videos. I'm like, damn, nigga, who's Charlotte right there? Oh yeah, yeah, she was around. Like she she definitely did the family spots every time they was needed. Yeah, so I think yeah, no, she 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 would have definitely eventually. Ended up in the WWE anyway, but I think Reed definitely would have been a been an awesome. Right, he was a good. Uh, he was a good amateur wrestler mm-hmm. as well. So I think Reed definitely would have would have been been something. But uh, to go back to you know what I was saying, yeah, Orton pulled some strings and definitely has turned this whole feud up another notch. They didn't have a long time to do it with these few weeks leading up to SummerSlam. But they found a way to do it. So kudos to them. It was dope because they pulled what he was already doing as far as being the new legend killer. Yeah. They yeah, already brought that. Too. Yeah, they, they brought that storyline while Drew McIntyre was already defending his title against people. Yeah. Rick Randy Orton's knocking out people left and right. Yeah. So we're just converging on two storylines together. I mean, uh, it's, it feels like old WWE booking, like old good WWE booking. Where you, certain spots. I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely not a full-fledged thing. It's, it is 2020 WWE booking and that whole PG era. I, if the PG era is over, because I looked in the corner and I seen the 14 and I was like, am I... Am I tripping? <laughs> so uh, maybe we're going back because we've never seen... I don't remember seeing in excess this much blood and like going for the eye and going like the the cane the cane lashing that uh Dominic took and all these just brutal shots they're taking back in the day I don't remember it. So God, it, it might it might they might have turned the corner and, and revert back to try to get those fans again. Turn this goddamn pay-per-view off. <laughs> what is it? This is just the uh, this the second match. This is when Orton gets that win. Yeah, we're, 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 we're about to see Randy Orton versus... Baby the, uh, Orton. Baby Orton with the with the uh, shower of pyro from, from yeah. the top versus The Undertaker. Turn this shit off. Red, red, red beard Undertaker. Yeah, turn this shit off. Like, I've had enough of you in these great <laughs> What are you going to put on? Look, put on um December to December or... or Fuck. Only, only, only Summer Slams I can watch is the 1981. All right, fuck it. From here on out, we're gonna watch uh, uh, the Super Showdowns and the Crown Royals. Mm-hmm. From here on out, as, as we as we try to do this show, because we can't do it with uh, 420 putting on kick ass pay per views and such. Watch Summer Slam 2005, like your boy. Good shit. Good shit. <laughs> All right, uh, all right, all right. Um, but um, my uh, oh yeah, uh, roach clip. My roach clip of the week is the exact same thing. Yeah, um, that and also uh, the 
as often as I probably one at every two Raws I give this I give these particular combatants uh, Matt Roach clip of the week and that is the women alright more now. importantly right Sasha Bailey and Oscar they have repeatedly had my Roach clip of the week so them them as well as that uh the whole angle at the end of the show good shit good shit not all of it but it, it was some good shit yeah. yeah all right are you ready for a bad show yeah if i want to watch this shit yeah it's this week's wwe smack a quick rundown on the results oscar wins the three brand battle royal uh yeah i said oscar yeah oscar yeah Seamus defeats Chad Gable. Grand Metalik defeats Shinsuke Nakamura. Big E defeats John Morrison. So, what we thought we was going to get, which was Big E versus John Morrison uh, at the beginning, and I was I was kind of amped for it because instead of a segment, uh, I love when a show starts off with a match. Yeah. You know, so I, I was all for it. And um, Big E reminds us that he was an NXT champion as well as an IC champ. Okay. The lights begin to flicker, and the Retribution beats up Morrison and Big E. Of course, the Miz runs down after the fact. <laughs> and was there more members of Retribution this week? Looked like yeah. there was more than them motherfuckers. Like about six, seven of them. Maybe the ninjas joined. Diggers and Retribution. With the ninjas. With the ninjas. <laughs> the roster is backstage talking about the beatdown, and the Miz makes an excuse why he wasn't there, and he blames Big E for a tweet. The King Corbin says they need direction and leadership, and some of us crumble under pressure. Biggie tells Corbin to shut the fuck up. He'll be damned if he lets the Foot Clan <laughs> run rampant. He's going back out there to beat Morrison later on, and now is not the time to hide. Now is the time to stand and fight. Seamus comes in and says Big E is alone, vulnerable, and scared. He claims that Retribution is afraid of him, and Big E says he isn't alone at all. Okay, so much for an opening match, and it's funny how they tried to hide Cesaro out of the camera shot as Seamus talked his shit like we were supposed to just forget about the bar. Right. Right. Literally, uh, WWE takes their fans to be a joke. Yeah. They 12. Uh, the golden role models are in the ring, and the PC is now full of security. Bailey want, says... Oh, right, before you start. Okay. He's up to the wardrobe department, or if they picking out their own clothing. Okay. Sasha... Damn, she's 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 been doing it for, yeah. for several consecutive I, I was not big on Sasha when her when she first started. As far as you know, on the look side of the game, great wrestler, but I, she is I don't know what it is. Maybe the age of son. She she is looking. Yeah, de- definitely. She she she's <laughs> definitely a beautiful lady. Um, yeah. This nigga don't want PC on the PC land. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey says Retribution wants to hear what they have to say so the others should follow suit. <laughs> Sasha reminds us that she has to defend her title at SummerSlam after what happened on Raw and she gives Bailey some kind of look. Yeah. So more of building of that breakup with those two. Oh, and uh, they also have to defend their titles at Payback? Yeah. Who are they defending their tag titles against? I don't fucking know. No. 
That's going to be on the kickoff show. Yeah, so they're really going to give us another pay-per-view that quick a uh, week after SummerSlam. Jeez. Yeah. All right. Sasha says, uh, let's not worry about that. Tonight is about Bailey, who says, Stephanie tried to rain on their parade last week. And with all of the gold, not even the McMahon can hold them down. They're about to find out who the lucky idiot, uh, who the lucky idiot is who's going to take on Bailey. They're taking over the responsibility of the ring analysis. And from Raw, it's the Iconics. <laughs> who Bailey says she would enjoy beating up either one of those. <laughs> Next from NXT is Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox and SmackDown. Beady beady, beady beady. Yeah. Do 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 Now uh, a heel now <laughs> for some reason. Who cares? I can't wrestle. I lost at karaoke, so now I'm bad now. And I don't care about my daughter. (laughs) 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 She ain't doing homework. She ain't going to be doing no virtual learning with the little girl or nothing no more. So get a right hand. (laughs) I'm going to tap her bottom. Man, and then out to the ring comes Oscar. Oh what? Oscar. Oscar. Yeah, who storms the ring and beats on Sasha and Bailey. The rest of the women to the ring come out with any kind of spotlight because fuck them. <laughs> they just they just some extras. That's WWE once again being down with a fuck shite. Yeah, three brand battle royal. I'm not gonna go play by play because it's a fucking battle royal. So we'll get down to the last four. Whew, my lord, Naomi and that leopard that she has on this Wow, wow. Yes. <laughs> okay, it's Tegan Knox, Oscar, Shayna Baszler, and Bianca Belair left, who has Knox in the air. Knox fights out with a punch in the midsection. She escapes again, sending Belair into the middle rope. Belair goes for the Knox again, and she's eliminated as Knox pulls down the top rope. Uh, clotheslines, uh, forearms, and cannonballs from pillar to post on Oscar and Baszler. Face, face plant on Oscar and Shayna scoops up Knox and botches that spot like a motherfucker. Yeah. That won't sit well with Vince as he'll find any excuse to bury him. Yeah. Dana fucking Brooke pulls Knox off the apron, be it that Baszler put her over the top. And wait a minute. Dana Brooke has been playing possum all along and she slides back into the ring. The fact that Brooke is getting any kind of off- offense on Baszler is a fucking crime in itself. Mm-hmm. She prevents Baszler from eliminating her, and she's still on the apron, but there comes Asuka with the big butt! Big butt! Yep, eliminating Dana Brooke. It's down to Asuka and Shayna Baszler. It's a stare down, and Baszler sends Asuka into the corner, who jumps to the top, but she's still kicked to the apron by Baszler, but she eats a spinning back fist. Bailey tries to pull on Oscar to help uh, Baszler to get the win, but what the fuck for? It's a lose-lose. You're either getting Baszler or Oscar. Yeah. Okay, a sliding knee drops Bailey and Sasha on the outside, and uh, Oscar takes a knee to the face from Baszler, and she hits the floor almost as she lands on Bailey and Sasha, so she's still in the match. It's back and forth with Asuka, still on the apron, uh, and Baszler puts on the Karafuda clutch, but Asuka pulls Baszler over the top, and she's eliminated. Your winner, who will be facing uh, also Bailey at SummerSlam, Asuka. Yeah. Um, it's not even really booking with 420, as my, my idea is that um, 
Sasha loses tag and Raw during these next two pay-per-views. Yeah. Yep. That's what I think is going to happen. So, uh, you going to rate uh, this battle roll? Uh, it's almost, I want to wait and see. But if I'm just going on the physicality, a lot of, lot of botches. Um, the the ending is interesting and annoying at the same time. Very annoying. You know what I'm saying? It's interesting because, like, what are you going to go with this? Like, why would you want to put yourself through two matches for what reason? Like, you almost making it seem like you, I don't know, unless they're just really trying to push her over as being a dominant champion. I'm just not seeing Oscar walking out with two belts. That's just not happening. <sighs> All right. Uh, I'll rate this fuck shit right here. Uh, if you ever heard of a horrible beer by the name of Country Club, Ooh. you definitely hit the bottom. Country Club is a terrible fucking beer. Wow. And this is terrible fucking booking, okay? Yeah. We've already seen the two belt shit with Becky Lynch, so why do we need uh, Oscar two belts, for one? For two, you have... All of this talent when it comes to the women's division and some definitely featured in this three brand battle royal. And why the fuck could we just not get a fresh face to take on Bailey at SummerSlam? I would have loved to see Tegan Knox. Yeah, I mean Tegan, you could I, I mean it, I wanted to see Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox looks good it on been, the main roster. Tegan Knox looks like uh, like they put her on the main roster like she, you can build a female face, like a yeah. face, you know, run with her. Like, yeah. she's got it off to me as as being a main main event roster um, talent. Fuck these excuses, man. Like, I got into it with, with somebody on Twitter last night, and he's like, he started off reading from that goddamn boot licking for Vince seat. Uh, boot licking with vigor. Yeah. Boot licking <laughs> with vigor. <laughs> Boot licking with vigor for Vince. That's all you justifiers are for, man. Like, y'all all say the same shit. If you don't like it, don't watch. Well, they give you something uh, that y'all wanted, and now y'all complain. Look, man, uh, we've both, we've all appreciated Oscar's run now. I mean, it shouldn't even happen after this COVID shit happened. This should have been <laughs> the way Oscar was booked from day one. That fucking victory uh, by Charlotte uh, to take the streak away at WrestleMania 34 not only killed WrestleMania for me, it pretty much killed Oscar. Even though she got the SmackDown title, guess what? She was buried again by Charlotte. Okay, uh, Oscar can go ahead and go for the Raw's title. There's nothing wrong with that. And she can win against Sasha at SummerSlam for the rubber match. But, like I said, it could have been a fresh face to go up against uh, Bayley uh, for the SmackDown title. Bayley didn't have to lose that title at SummerSlam, but it was to get, like, per se, a Tegan Knox. That, so that Yeah, to give her that rub and get, get faces used to her and make it a kick-ass match. Take take the, uh, the handcuffs off and let them have a, a close-to-five-star match at SummerSlam. That's how you build talent. Because you, at the end of the day uh, NXT is not really hurting like 
actually Tegan Knox would be a good fit to come up right now anyway. Because yeah, she's not. Tegan, the NXT don't need need Tegan Knox. They're uh, flourishing in, in, in they, like, female they, talent. They don't yeah. need her at all. And then they can turn anybody face, and it's believable. Like anybody can go face in, in NXT. Like you know Johnny Gar. Like you can push up. Um, Johnny Gargano's wife was her name. Um, Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae. You can push Candice LeRae like, like in a month's time. Like Johnny Gargano and her are getting through a divorce, and she's the new America's sweetheart. Yeah, right, yeah. going for the title. Katie, Katie Kanzaro. <laughs> What's her name? Katie, 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 Katmandu. <laughs> <laughs> Katie Cadillac. I mean, but, but uh, Captain, like, Captain Kangaroo. <laughs> and dude, dude comes back on Twitter and says, "Well, it's too close to the pay per view, so they can't book anything." I said, "Well, the shit kind of books itself." You're also seeing that uh, Bailey retains her title. Sasha lost hers, so now Sasha is definitely going to be even more jealous of Bailey. So all of this shit's going to write itself. So quit with fucking excuses. Quit being such a scrotum licker. I mean, we can, <laughs> we can just run up to the match. Like it's just it's just so easy to run up to it, and you don't even have to pull the tag straps off of them immediately. You can still have slow booking. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker Randy Orton a fool man man one of the greatest sellers of all time has to be Randy Orton this guy makes the shit look like it's the end of the world man I mean you was you was reading when he, he uh undertake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh if, if, if you ever go back and watch this SummerSlam yeah look for the leg drop spot on the apron on Orton's neck and he's just gonna die it's within right. like the first five minutes of the match. <laughs> but yeah, man, I totally disagree with Oscar uh, doing this uh, two matches at SummerSlam. Like, uh, you know, uh, like we didn't see this shit coming. What yeah. the fuck ever? Uh, right. Yeah, quit kissing ass for Vince and quit accepting everything. And sometimes some of you guys are the reasons why they pull this bullshit on because they know some of you motherfuckers is going to accept it. You know? Right. All right, uh, the role models now are backstage saying that Oscar wasn't on that fucking list, and Oscar attacks them both with some huddle house, huddle house, huddle house. Yeah, yeah. Huddle. All right, it's minivan Mandy <laughs> asking mm-hmm. if the creep. Yeah. yeah Thinks that she's the first person to say that she's just a pretty face She's heard that shit her entire life And it still hurts till this day She did win a bikini championship hmm, But she also worked three jobs And put herself through college hmm, Good grind <coughs> Ooh shit That goddamn mom I'm tired Alright Excuse me Sonya Deville of all people knows how much she grinded And she challenged the creep yeah, to a hair versus hair match at SummerSlam. So put your money where your fucking mouth is. All right, Sheamus dismisses the smile. Hold on, hold on. my thing is so we going buzz cut because if we gonna be doing GI GI Molly, I mean uh, <laughs> GI Mandy, GI Mandy, I'm with it. Or will we do GI Sonya? Uh, we gonna that's gonna be token D Y K E Sonya. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she gonna get pulled into. I mean, that'd be dope. I can see, I can see Sonya pulling it off. I also can see a disclaimer. We're gonna have to put on these shows. I mean, it's explicit, motherfucking nigga talk. I mean, but what would it be if we didn't give it to you one hundred percent real? If we gave it to you uh, any other way, we also be shilling some of this fuck shit. I mean, I mean that that'd be the gimmick that they're trying to push off. It's not, yeah. it's not that I'm saying it, it would okay. be, but. 
I'm just saying, are we going buzz cut? Or are we just doing, I'm going to chop your, you can give you a haircut too. Well, I, I guess I would think so. Sonya gets chopped off. Like, I mean, she's definitely an advocate for the LGBTQ community anyway. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. That would be, that would be, to me, it would be perfect. She'll, just go, she, she'll go batshit crazy. From from what, I, from what I've seen off Total Divas, uh-huh. she's going to do whatever it takes or wants to do whatever it takes to get some sun, some, some shine and what better way to show that you truly give a fuck and willing to do anything is to lose your fucking head. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, I'm not saying anything about William Regal, but that nigga ain't lost no job. No. <laughs> like, even when he got, even when they gave him King of the Ring, he fucked, completely fucked that run up by, by being <gasps> royally. <a> boy, <laughs> completely fucked that shit up. Like, dude, you was about to be the next, at least, high, you know, higher card. Yeah. Like, you was going to run the mid-division and be, like, at least going for world titles. You know what I'm saying? You might not have won. Or if you did, you might want some fuck shit. Yeah. And got, and lost quick you might do some big boss man type shit but right you was definitely going to be perched up a little bit higher than what you was most definitely so he kissed that ass and you see what happened he never lost a job he got a job now yeah i mean he's been gm for quite some time anytime they get the argument in the background book it <laughs> i heard it i heard it book it so you motherfucker cut that hair off you ain't losing no job no, and then and then plus, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Sonya's been doing great heel work. That hair looks so so. It, it, it's such great foundation right now. It's like she got an extra style and profile by uh, ASAP AJ's uh, favorite stylist Emily. She got VO five in the back. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's what she used to get that hold. I gave her VO five. I told the little spruce of the axe girl, don't little spruce of the axe. He's not too much, but just a little bit <laughs> spruce. Just a little bit. Call it spruce. Yeah, and, um, yeah. Yeah. Seamus dismisses the smack it down security as he says none of that shit is going down on his watch. And Nicole apologizes to Alexa and asks her about, uh, about, uh, her date <laughs> last week with the fiend. She insists that she's fine and she's going to ask the great Beezus to get some answers. Beezus! <laughs> All right, Seamus versus Chad Gable. Gable attacks Seamus, who breaks that shit up quickly as he caves in his fucking chest with those chest shots. Dropping to the outside, back in the ring, uh, Seamus hits a... Yo-bing! Uppercutting and sends Gable into the ropes, but he is drop-kicked in the right leg, grounding the big fella. He's working on that leg, and now he's throwing some brutal cross-faces to the head of Seamus. That shit is also stopped as Seamus lands a clubbing axe handle. Irish curse, then a knee on Gable, who answers back with a joppo kick, then a missile drop kick for a two. Gable applies an ankle lock that Seamus kicks out of as well as a jackknife pin, but he suffers a white noise. Seamus says, fuck your joppo kick. Here's a junkie kick for the win. Ooh, I need to buy it. <laughs> kick me off, baby. Uh, kick it up a notch, baby. I'm going to get this match a uh, uh, grandma some five. I've seen it before, but um, Gable actually got at some more offense than he's ever got in a match with Sheamus. When he uh, took Sheamus to the ground and he was just clubbing him in the back of the head, and you know what I'm saying? He had a, I guess, top position, whatever they call it in the UFC. That was kind of cool. You know what I'm saying? He was giving them them palm strikes to the yeah. back of the head. That, that was kind of dope. So, uh, that's what all I took from it. Plus, I mean, I'm loving Sheamus' character. I would like for Sheamus to be more tweener than straight heel. I'm yeah. cool with heel, 
but tweener makes way more sense in that you can actually ride that wave for him to the title, a believable title run. You know what I'm saying? As everybody, can, anybody can get it. Yeah, yeah, instead of being just, I'm going against face heel, face heel. Just you know, it doesn't matter. So you're just going against face because I'm a bad guy and we got to click up because you don't like this. Nah, fuck that shit. Just get everybody and get that, get that, get the, get the junkie kick. <laughs> oh, I need a real buy. Yeah, man. Like I, I'll, I'll, I'll give this one. Uh, uh, let's go with the. Uh, I guess a beer that I drink on occasions, but not as much, because I, uh, you know, it's yeah, it's like a mediocre beer. Mm. Uh, uh, Miller High Life. Okay. Yeah, like I mean, I I think better of myself when they're Miller High Life, but man, like I'll take one if one is offering mm. and it's chilled. Uh, yeah, uh, it seems that you know. Gable was willing to do to take this whole shorty G shit just to be on television. That's how much he loves the business. I I, I say all the time, like, you got to get this upper management out of there because they're not, they don't understand how the big wrestler is kind of like on the back burner. Like, it's more of the bigger guys trying to keep up with the smaller talent, you know, or, or, or more athletic. You know, reworking their style t- for them to look presentable on television now. And for some reason, WWE is still not grasped. Hey, they not caught on to that. NXT yeah. has, but not the main roster. Like, they're still looking for that six foot five, 250 pounder. It's just not gonna... It's a few, but it's not a lot of them as they're more smaller talent now that's taking the spotlight. And come on, man, you got Gable right here, ready to ready to go. Um mm-hmm. just give him a good gimmick. Seamus on the other hand, yeah, I agree. I also agree. Like make him make him a tweener. Like I, this is this is some great work from Seamus. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that junkie kick is fucking motherfuckers up. Yeah. Well, um the phenomenal ASAP AJ is talking to is that Joseph Park from TNA? No, that's Abyss. It's Joseph Park. It's Abyss. It's not Abyss. That was Chris Park. That was Abyss. This is Joseph. It was Abyss. It's Joseph Park. It's Abyss. Whatever. <laughs> I know. I know the difference between uh, Chris Park and Joseph Park. Okay, whatever. Okay, <laughs> Business is picked up. <laughs> All right, ASAP AJ is out with Joseph Park, and he says no one cares about the hooligans destroying this shit around here. Uh, we have more pressing matters, like who's going to face me for the IC strap. Uh, because of Daniel Bryan, it has to be a fighting champion. Ain't I been that? <laughs> huh? Ain't I been that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I beat his coach, Matt Riddle, and the Grand Metal Dominique. <laughs> I beat them all. Okay? He wants to enjoy... <laughs> I want to enjoy being the champ and chilling at the cribbo streaming on Twitch. You got some geek, geeks throwing out statistics, but who the fuck wants to hear that? What do you know about statistics? Well, it dawned on me uh, as I'm watching baseball, uh, uh, fishing, and hunting, and some other stuff I watch in Georgia. Okay? And I realize, and shouts out to Emily, I realize that I'm a handsome stud and a nerd myself looking at these uh, statistics. And it's that simple. If you're going to go by statistics, I've heard a team. Alright? Uh, the phenomenal intercontinental statistics sen- uh, system. In Vince, you'll like this one. It's called PISS. <laughs> you like the PISS chart? Huh? You like the PISS? Huh? He's gonna PISS. <laughs> He's gonna PISS. Or puke. 
<laughs> All right, uh, well, it's a work in progress, and you're gonna have to earn it on merit alone. Let's see who's number one. ASAP AJ, of course. Uh, and two, three, four, and five, no goddamn one. No one has earned it, and here's the truth. If you work really hard, you can make it on the board. And to Phil's delight, Jeff Hardy is out to the ring, saying he's got a ton of respect for ASAP. Uh, he's never got a fair chance because of Sheamus, and that title is special to him that he won many moons ago. He was standing then, and he's standing now, putting all his demons behind him. And Jeff uh, versus ASAP sounds pretty freaking cool. Uh, he's asking for a chance to take him on for that fresh title, and ASAP respects Jeff and, and his grind and gives him props on his accomplishments and deserves to be on that board. But my answer to you is hail to now. All right, this ain't no pity party, and Jeff takes off on ASAP and puts his name on the board. Uh, still good booking because I mean it brings all the way back that he got taken out. So yeah, logic. Uh, um, I'm. It's cool. Like I want to see it, mm -hmm. but I've been kind of disappointed in AJ style matches with people that I think is going to work and it doesn't like it really started with like uh, Shinsuke Nakamura being a letdown you know what I'm saying like well I will say that that, that uh, the Intercontinental match with him and uh, Daniel Bryan if it wasn't for them commercials was a good ass match for that IC strap I will say that okay but that that world title strap the, the world title run where uh, Daniel Bryan took it from AJ Styles. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The Brock Lesnar match was good. The, all those matches in between were just okay. Yeah. Oh. So, it's, I, I'm, I'm hopefully it's something good, but mm. who knows? Who knows, who knows what you're going to get? Are we just going to get a whole bunch of AJ doing a bunch of offense on Jeff's legs? Jeff never taking no real, um, no no back and forth, no catch catch can type wrestling. Just a bunch of offense on the leg. No no taking no risk. Cause I mean I don't kind of don't want to see that match because that ring work from Jeff is not that interesting. Yeah. Also, let's not forget both of these guys are up in their age. True. You know, so I mean, unless they're trying to go out <laughs> with a bang type, I'm going to go get some going out with a bang type matches. Then that's what I want to see. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I, I still seen Jeff going for the for the Universal title instead of the IC title. There's enough mid carders there for Jeff to go ahead and branch out and go for that for that uh, Universal title run and have an incredible storyline with the Fiend if need be. But more on that later right. on that because I, I see a direction uh, going with this Fiend thing. Right. But. Cesaro and Shinsuke are backstage talking shit about the Lucha House Party who steals the tag team titles. <laughs> and I've been waiting for this moment all night long. And I almost thought that she wasn't going to show up. But Kayla. Kayla. You got me on my knee. Kayla. 
All right. She asked uh, if ASAP AJ will accept Jeff's challenge. <laughs> Jeff, he doesn't respect me, the title, the analytics, or my family. He's on. He'll get erased. I guess not because that was a permanent marker. That was some funny shit. Man, that shit was hilarious. When he kept on trying to raise it all. <laughs> and then the look from Abyss, man. You mean shit. Joseph Park? Get it right. Abyss. Get it right. It was Abyss. It's Joseph Park. All right, bro. All right, bro. Michael Cole even said the shit on there. Okay. Chris Park is not on the show. It's Joseph Park. Okay. All right? Okay. Whatever. More kayfabe. <laughs> you got it. That was abyss, yo. Man, it was Joseph Park, man. God. Go so, with it is, so, bro. So much of a wrestling fan you are. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Grand Metal League. Cesaro called them little Spanish flies. <laughs> Nakamura with the upper hand working Dominique in a corner. <laughs> the Grand Metal Dominique. <laughs> a knee then a cover for it too. Metal League turns the tides with some luchin. Luchin! Nakamura back on top with a two and some kicks. Springboard crossbody for Metal League and with some more luchin. And a near fall. Metalik is kicked out of the sky from Nakamura due to a distractive uh, distraction from Cesaro for a two inverted exploder setting up the Kinshasa and Ka- and Kalisto. Yeah, I said Kalisto. Yeah, makes his return from what they say is a shoulder injury, and he looks ripped. Yeah, yeah. Cesaro gets caught in a tornado. <laughs> I'm goddamn tornadoes. I, 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 let me tell you what, man. I know I got this shit going on with Jeff, man, but I seen that goddamn tornado, and I stepped back. I said, I don't want no more of the calico. Let me go ahead and call my. Let me go ahead and call my wife. Yeah, Wendy. Hey, Wendy. Hey, a tornado come through. Put the kids in the shelter. Yeah, damn the tornadoes. I'm tired of them. Y'all, y'all got y'all got canned meats down there. I'm tired of them. And then also once again, look. look. Y'all, got, y'all got y'all got bottled water down there. Look for that blueberry sour uh, sour ale. Uh, Mom, I'm tired. I'm tired. You got some beer down there? I'll be home in a minute, buddy. All right, put them up. I know we just had a baby. You got some diapers down there? Put them up. Pew. Too sweet. What? <laughs> Metal League walks the ropes and hits an elbow on Nakamura for the win. <laughs> and now they're promoting this payback shit a week after SummerSlam. So this would so is this happening on payback, I guess? I guess. I don't look, we don't see shit coming no more, as they say. We never see this. Uh, <clears throat> so why does why is Shinsuke turn into the like the Japanese version of Bob Backley? <laughs> He's like an old crazy dude out there. Like Shinsuke is not even entertaining anymore, bro. Like it's... I don't care. I like to me, he's just helping Cesaro get more attention. I mean, like I don't care about Shinsuke anymore. He can he can kind of go. Like this is all we're getting from him. His matches yeah. suck, dude. His matches ain't no good. Yeah, I mean, talk I mean, it, long gone are the days of him versus Sami Zayn. Tearing the house down at NXT TakeOver, so it is what it is. I beat my head up every time I see Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, the crowd chanted his theme minutes yeah. after the shit was over with. The whole entrance with the strobe light and yeah. him just coming out badass. And you make a fucking excuse saying that he doesn't speak that well of English uh, for us to, 
you know, take him serious. He didn't need to talk at all. His artistry, uh, pretty much. You don't have to do all WWE type shit with yeah. everybody. Yeah. This was something different. He was unique. He was fucking unique. He had something like, he was already a made star. And from what that shows me, like, y'all did everything in your power to kill him. Y'all made everything, uh, everything that was special about him is not special anymore. Like, yeah. I'm a 420. I, I kind of want to fast forward when I see him. Yeah. Like, and that's sad. That's and fucking he, sad. His, his offense looked weak. The Kinshasa doesn't even look devastating anymore. Yep. I miss I miss uh uh Corey Graves like whenever it was about to happen Kinshasa yeah like, come on man give me that but we we got this do you think like, it's as too- as my girl say shit stain Nakamura <laughs> shit stain Nakamura <laughs> she was like what's his name and I was like <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura she said shit stain Nakamura shit stain Nakamura so this is what we got until I see at least a three star match out of him I will not be calling him Shinsuke it's shit stain Nakamura alright edit notes now <laughs> <laughs> yeah man it's, it's it's very sad to see man And uh, do, uh, my question is do you think it's too late like say for instance uh, Shinsuke turns face again and he gets his original music back and there's somewhat of a crowd do you think that that may be hope for Shinsuke or is it too little too late I mean alright so most baby faces in WWE they run the same type of match mm-hmm. get beat up 90% of the match hit your five moves of doom and it's over with mm-hmm. how much time I mean he gets his ass whooped as the heel <laughs> true like, how, how many ass whoop is he gonna take and he lost to the grand medal Dumb. Yeah, he lost the grand medal, motherfucking Sanchez. Sanchez. And Sanchez. He lost the grand medal, Sanchez out here, and who who has the Lucha Party tag beat? And uh, which I rate uh, Schlitz, by the way. Oh yeah, that was, that was definitely some pocket lint. Yeah. I'm just what dis- it was just disgusting just to see. Like I think that's yeah. why I don't care about like certain matches where we just overtly skip the rating and talk yeah. shit about there's a reason behind it like it's a bit of frustration shit stain Nakamura shit ain't, stain Nakamura. ain't been Shinsuke in about two years nah. Everywhere, uh, I think shit stain turned shit stain after that third match against AJ Styles which was not a bad match but I got tired of that feud right there with yeah. AJ Styles coming out of Wrestlemania so you are you turn this guy heel we're thinking we're gonna get a match uh, which which is uh, equivalent to Wrestle Kingdom 11, uh, 11 when they just, they tore it down. Right. You know, and we got that bullshit. And ever since then, Nakamura has looked like a clown. Yep. We gave you a, we're going to give you a jumpsuit. We're going to take away your, your damn beaded Michael Jackson jackets. Yeah. Uh, as <laughs> 420 would say, he had on a human nature. <laughs> <laughs> S S W U U V And they got that moving human nature jacket on yeah, back in the day, yo. Yeah, He's I mean, killing that shit. They they really fucked them up. But what they don't fuck up, which is something that I'm enjoying every time she comes out, is more Kayla. Kayla! You got me on my knees! Kayla! 
Yeah, she asked Matt Riddle about King Corbin and how does he keep a positive attitude with a ransom on his head. <laughs> Some perp. <laughs> as far as he can tell, he's a royal pain. Chad Gable apologized for his actions on the King of Bros, and Riddle gets it, and the King almost... Uh, the king almost hurt that pretty angel Kayla by attacking Riddle. So fuck the king. How yeah. dare how dare you uh, almost swing and hit Kayla? Yeah, he ain't he ain't, he ain't no motherfucking king. He's a British knight. Motherfucker, don't you ever in your life touch Kayla like that or do anything near Kayla like that again? I mean, we we can send out a distress letter. I'll show up in PC. <laughs> PC Lane. <laughs> <laughs> An interview with Alexa being asked about her relationship with Beezus, she got to know the man behind a monster, showing their history. Alexa says maybe he had a chance romantically, and then she's asked about the fiend. His presence is scary and compelling, and once you've interacted with him, uh, now she understands the saying, I'm off to a flame. She's asked about Beezus, not giving a fuck about her, and she says that it's a commercial. Well, it's the creep. Yeah. She thought about it and thought about it and reminds her that everything people said about her is true and she's going to destroy her once and for all. She accepts Mandy Rose's challenge at SummerSlam. All right, Biggie versus John Morrison again. Uh, well, we know what this is. So, straight to the finish. The Miz on commentary, uh, Big E splats Morrison on the apron, and that will make you lose your Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> Miz interferes for the distraction, and Morrison clips the tape knee uh, and continues to work in the ring. This brings out Otis talking shit to the Miz, and then the lights flicker. This brings out the rest of the roster surround the ring, and fuck Retribution, as they chase down uh, the number one SmackDown announcer, Kayla, as they tear shit up. You know what? This, this whole... Putting Kayla in danger shit is, is, is really getting yeah. out of control. Y'all need to fix that shit and fix it quick. Yeah. God damn it. Big E is insecure for the cover in a kick out. The roster is signaled from the ref to get to the back to help the fallen personnel. And god damn it, somebody, someone better check on Kayla. Fuck. Look, the mother people can heal up. Let's check on Kayla, all right? <laughs> all right, looks like she was in the corner uh, in needing of assistance and everybody's ignoring her. Right. Piss on y'all. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, anyway, fuck this shit. Stretch muffler submission on Morrison for the win. Biggie gets the rim. <laughs> and he's junky kicked by Sheamus. Oh, I need a real body. <laughs> who tries to calmly get the fuck out of Dodge. It's Beza Strowman. With a clean shaved head, makes it way to the ring. I was laughing. <laughs> and Sheamus was like, I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna look like I'm scared, but I'm just gonna mosey my way out of here yeah, right. before Beezus comes down and tears shit. I'm tough, but I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like how, I mean, is, uh, is Sheamus part of Retribution? I don't know what's going on, man. It's interesting, but it's stupid. Like retribution is interesting and stupid. The end result is just the only thing I care about because some of the shit in the middle I don't care about. Yeah, and yeah. why why is retribution on SmackDown so much a heavy factor where on Raw it's an afterthought? Well, they talk about this chaos shit. Uh didn't they have that with sanity? Yeah. Couldn't they have done this with sanity? Yeah. Yep. Would have been perfect. Yeah, but you know, now would have been a great way for them to come in. Yeah, now we're getting it. Could have made Killian Day no star. Yeah. 
By the way, uh, this match is rated as a uh, a sip of a corner of Schlitz chase. Uh, but 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 no, that's the chaser. It's a shot of platinum vodka, <laughs> the oh. blue vodka in a plastic bottle. Oh. You can get a gallon for five bucks at the store. Yeah, you chase that with some Schlitz. God damn it. Um, I'm gonna read this. Uh... You can't even be proud to have a Schlitz. That just sounds now I have a Schlitz. That's a floor blunt. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> it's that blunt at a it, it might be it might be some eye. But you don't know. It's the floor blunt. It's been there for a while. It's like uh like when you buy like 18, Ooh. 17, 16, when you don't even care, you know what I'm saying? Your, your parents don't even come to your room no more. You just smoking weed all the time. It's mm. that floor blunt. You know what I'm saying? You don't give a fuck. You got a whole lot of weed. You young. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't care about the match too much because, you know, like I said, uh, we seen that same match with The Miz about a week ago. Insert oh, yeah. John Morrison. All right. Uh,. <clears throat> The Fiend knows exactly what's going to get, uh, what he's going to get at SummerSlam, and he was going to come out of the swamp, the most evil some bitch, and he will end him at the pay per view. Uh, says Bezos. Alexa, Bezos. Alexa Bliss wants some clarity about last week, and she wants a conversation about them. Uh, this ain't the Bezos she knows, and she doesn't believe that. Uh, uh, he doesn't care about her. Beezus said, bullshit. He was friend-zoned since day one and was a pawn. She can't change him. Everyone that comes in contact with the Fiend is changed, including her. Now get the fuck out of the ring. Alexa says, fine, and maybe she can slap some sense into Beezus. Uh, Beezus finally lays his eyes on it, and she comes with a furry of slaps on him. This is just Angle, Angle's, uh, the Gene Snicks, <laughs> the Gene Snitsky version too. Right. And Alexa finds herself now in the military press. The lights shut down and Bliss is dropped as a fiend appears in the ring. A fallen Bliss and a laughing Beezus and Fiend ends this show. Uh, uh, Roach Clip of the Week. Mm-hmm. I... I got some good weed on Friday. Okay. That's my roach clip of the week. <laughs> That's what it's SmackDown. That's what I, I got some good, good weed on Friday. Yesterday, I got some really good smoke. So, that's my roach clip of the week. Look, SmackDown. understand this. <clears throat> By the way, my last shot is Kayla. <laughs> y'all got to do some shit about what y'all do protecting Kayla, okay? Yeah. I will not stand for this shit right here with y'all just, just letting Kayla be a part of danger. I mean, Alexa got Gorilla Plus press slam, but, but fuck that. Kayla, on the other hand, needs that treatment. 30 minutes later. Uh, God damn it. I'm going to tell you another thing that Kayla needs. She needs to interview people in, a, in another... Uh, I don't think she needs to be at the PC anymore. Can we get her on Zoom or something like that to protect her? Okay, uh, now we're going to have to cut this show. Uh, fuck that. You know what? <laughs> Let me tell you something, Vince. If one freckle is harmed on Kayla, you're going to have to answer, answer to some people. 20 minutes later. God damn it. Retribution uh, will be goddamn executed 
if they ever pull this shit on Kayla again. You King, I'm looking out for you, King uh, Corbin, as well. I'm sick of you too, King. Don't you ever in your life, goddamn, uh, okay, put your Okay, we'll come back to you with NXT here on Hayes. Goddamn it. I- Hops. And turnbuckles. Help, Kayla. Help, Kayla. Goddamn, I'm tired of y'all. Yeah. We. Back in the motherfucking bitch ass niggas, little bitch ass niggas, ass niggas on Hayes. Hops. And turnbuckles. Yeah. NXT edition because on Hayes. Hops. And turnbuckles we do Monday for mm-hmm. Raw, yep. Friday for SmackDown, yep. and then we talk about at the end the greatest show ever, NXT, the Gold Brand for sure. Uh, <clears throat> this is a quick rundown of the results for uh, this week's uh, episode of NXT. Karrion Cross defeats Danny Burch. Killian Dane versus Drake Maverick ends with a no contest. Santos Escobar defeats Tyler Breeze. Mia Yim defeats Indy Hartwell. Bronson Reed defeats Damian Priest. Mercedes Martinez and Aaliyah defeat Casey Cannizzaro and Caden Carter. Kimmy Grimes defeats Kushida and a mystery superstar to qualify for the ladder match. And it's funny because like, as I read down these results... We had a two-hour SmackDown versus this two-hour NXT, and look at how many matches we got on NXT. Decent and decent matches, right? The whole card, right? I mean, good grief! I mean, that's the difference, main roster and NXT, man. All right, uh, let's see. Karrion uh, Cross versus Danny Burch. Let's get to it as this match kicks off the show with that great entrance from Cross, and it never gets old. Nope. Vic Joy, uh, Vic Joseph joins the broadcast team. I hope that is it for Tom Phillips. Not saying that he's a bad announcer, but he's been preaching. Preaching. And he's been on the main roster. So, yeah, this is a great fit with Vic Joseph yeah. uh, taking place of... Uh, of, uh, Nigel, Nigel McGinnis, who, yeah. who we wish would definitely come back. Yeah, I love that. That was a perfect match. Those three yeah. worked well together. It was just like you got Morrow, that's just yeah. super nerd. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You got Nigel, who actually has former wrestling, you know, what I'm saying yeah. uh, experience, and then you have Beth to give her yeah. perspective. I mean, but I'll take Vic Joseph yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean, he Vic, I have announcer. no problems with Vic. I was kind of pissed when they got rid of him on, on Raw. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I, whatever. All right, uh, yeah, uh, Danny Burch storms to the ring, asking for a bell, and it's on. A drop kick to the corner from Burch. Cross is worked into the corner with Burch throwing rights and lefts, a headbutt, and then a clothesline on Cross to the outside, landing on his feet. Cross goes for the legs of Burch, grabs him by the throat to slam him on the outside, and whew, smoke show Scarlet. Wee. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's any uh dry ice or anything. I think, you know, it's the smoke that Scarlet brings with her oh, yeah. each uh each week, you know, because she is the smoke show. But yeah, Birch back in the ring is taunted by Cross and exploded suplex on Birch, but he mounts a comeback with a kick, then an insecurity on Cross. Missile drop kick from Birch and then a German suplex, but Cross no sells it and hits a vicious forearm. Birch, however, hits another German suplex and then a clothesline for a near fall. Birch applies a cross face on the cross who tries to flip out, but Birch, for right now, has an answer. Great showing for Birch, by the way, but for how long? Not long at all as Cross overpowers Birch into a doomsday Saito. And then another right on his neck. Uh, cross applies a cross jacket and Birch passes out for the win. Um, 
three grams of some candy land. Like that yes, motherfucking sir. Danny Birch is so underrated. He be, he's got that whole William Regal, yes. him and Oni Lorcan, some of my favorite wrestlers in NXT. I just wish they could get at least some tag team tag team shine. Um <laughs> Every match that I see the Killer Cross mm-hmm. has ever since the Thick Boy match, I've been irritated and pissed off because they fucking squash Tommaso fucking Champa yeah. for fuck what? Yeah. You have yet to make me make this make sense. Yeah. I told you how much it did not make sense then. Yeah. You was like, I don't have no problem with it. I said that's some fucking bullshit. It's Tommaso goddamn Champa. Oh yeah, I got no home can you know what I'm saying? It might work. Fuck that shit. And that's where it is. It's stupid <laughs> as fuck for him out of all people to get squashed. You couldn't squash Danny Birch. Yeah, that's true. That couldn't be your first match. You could have squashed Danny Birch. Really? Yeah. You had you had to squash Tommaso Champa. So what so what is that? How do you build Tommaso Champa up? Let me let me chime in on your jobbing ass for a second. God damn it! I sit there and agree with you. Hey, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Um, no. Like when no. it first happened, I was like, yeah, it could work. But then I was like, yeah, they kind of fucked up Tommaso Champa. So I gave you no props. So simmer down now. <laughs> simmer down now. Take it back. I ain't taking nothing back. You, I mean, I might I ain't say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> <You motherfucker. laughs> I say it though. Hey man, she might, work. <laughs> work. She, yeah. might, she might work, dog. Might be cool. You know what I'm saying? Shit, can't cross, man. He might he the future, dog. I mean, I got caught up in the interest <laughs> and all that shit. I mean, it guy. was just, it's just, it was just very disheartening to see him. Get so much offense from definitely lower tier as far as marketability goes. Yeah, yeah. Than Tommaso Ciampa, but that yeah, is your backbone of your division. Mm-hmm. Why would you squash? I had no problem with him losing. Mm-hmm. No problem with him losing. I, I mean, you you got to go beyond Tommaso Ciampa. I, I figure he's Tommaso Ciampa is going to eventually go to that state where he's just the person that pushes you know puts people over you know what I'm saying. But yeah, I, I don't think it's now. Like I, I think you still got. A, a couple runs at the with the title with him, you know what I'm saying? You got an NXT uh, North American title run with him, you know what I'm saying? Or, or maybe that's what they're pushing for. Maybe we're going to get round two of, I don't really want to see Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa fight over the North American Championship. But, hey. <laughs> every time you've said it, once when it comes, this is a guy that I've argued with every rematch after the first. Me, want to see I'm, I'm a dude man I don't want to do that I want to see this shit man we already seen it before man we're like man they fucking wrestling again <laughs> yeah they wrestling again but then after that man that match was bad man you know they don't mean don't. they did it <laughs> I did not say it like that. <laughs> I said, shoes eyes, side. <laughs> Shit. Each match afterwards, like, we were still sitting here like, God damn, what else can they do? I mean, even the, the you know, thematic, you know what I'm saying, yeah. was was really good. Yeah. I mean, that, that just goes to show, like, shit, this, this feud going for another six years. Yeah. And, though we might quarrel about it. We're both going to sit here. And what like, they should do is take uh, 
Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn bring them to NXT and then have a tag war with those four. Yeah. And I, I'll, I'll watch every bit of them. You put, you put Sami and fucking uh, Gargano together. Yeah. <laughs> Tommaso and fucking Kevin Owens. I like it. Yeah, they, I like yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. You know, on that on the spot, you know what I'm saying? Uh, shooting with 420. Yeah. Man, can I say something uh, real quick? This is it. I ain't going to look to the, at the TV no more. This whole promo with Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan, I remember it was, what, following 4th of July weekend. I remember I had the day off, and I watched that Monday Night Raw, and I remember Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan tagged that night, and I jumped out of my seat. I think I talked to you 420 that night uh, you know, after the show went off. I was living in Georgia then, and I was just so thrilled and happy that Shawn Michaels super kicked yeah. The mustache off of Hulk Hogan, like I was just, I was in awe, and then, yeah. <laughs> and then that promo where Shawn Michaels dressed up as Hogan. Man, that was. <laughs> it was. Brother, 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 brother. I mean, there's only certain iconic ones, and they really don't mm-hmm. put this in the limelight, like they put like the barbershop one with him and Marty Jannetty. Yeah, but this one and Mark Henry is some of the best yeah. swerves in the business yeah. that mark henry one had first of all i'm watching it live yeah had a had a homie on hurt mode like oh because it, it came out of nowhere yep. like all you were seeing reports everywhere like that following day on the dirt sheets mm-hmm. was it mark henry going we got a special announcement he might retire blah blah like blah he swerved everybody yeah. Everybody and this and this Shawn Michaels versus Hogan for SummerSlam 2005 was one of the best words. And it was like who? I mean, you you thought that Shawn Michaels should have been healed, but after he gave that uh, promo on the reason why he did that to Hogan, because Shawn Michaels was right. Shawn Michaels would go into a bingo hall and give you a show like he was at WrestleMania to where Hogan we know back in the day. I don't even remember Hogan half the time on All American Wrestling even showing up for those little events. Yeah. The only time you've seen Hulk Hogan, it was a big event. The only time that like, I I don't think Hogan came to Roanoke a yeah. lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, growing up, uh, he'd always skip and wait for a bigger venue, you know, one that, that, that was pay-per-view-esque, you know, to get his shine. And yeah, like, uh, at the end of it all, Shawn Michaels, you know, that's all he wanted to prove. I think Shawn Michaels should have went over Hogan. That's just my opinion. But watch the match. I would watch this whole SummerSlam because this has been a solid card. Yes. And uh, I guess... Uh, a couple times during this show, we have definitely... Uh, yeah. Taking our eye off the ball, um, yeah. especially on uh, Raw. Boss, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I got caught up a couple times yeah. watching this. So, but um, but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna rate that uh, the Corona Extra for uh, Killer Cross and Danny Birch. And like oh, I said, yeah. like I take back whatever. I, like you know, I was I was a little starstruck. So all right, cross over to Marshall Champ, but this might be a thing. But yeah, I you know I shit I take all that back. Like shit was wrong because. But it's also too how they how they build them up. Now to me, the only way you can build Tommaso Champa to erase that horrible like cause it's not really like it, it's Tommaso Chapel. Yeah. it's not like it's over we haven't seen him since that yeah. match by the way he you know once Killer Cross eventually gets the uh, title we can see Tommaso Ciampa 
versus Cross for the championship and, and maybe get a better retribution off of it. And that's what I said a couple of episodes ago about it. It was like, well, what is this all for Tommaso Ciampa to eventually get Goldie back from Jump Street? Right. You know, so, I mean, we have yet to see. I mean, uh, I, mean I guess we'll cross that bridge, uh, bridge when we get to it. Man, that's going to be cool, man. <laughs> kill, kill the cross. He's going to take it all the way back. But if he fight Johnny go again, you know, I ain't gonna watch. But I probably am. Can't cross man, Scarlet. <laughs> look, look, look at the, look at the smoke, dog. Scarlet, man. Smoke show, baby. Woo, smoke show. Uh, yeah, uh, the victory is short-lived because Keith Lee is now walking with a purpose to the ring with what looks like a contract in his hand. Cross exit the ring, and once again, this is great because they still haven't touched, yep. so I'm liking that. Lee says he's not surprised at all, and Cross likes to say it's on Lee, but no. This is on Cross. He offered Cross to join him in the ring. He offered him a shot, and Cross denied it just like now. Just like the little bitch. He's proven to be. Little bitch. <laughs> he doesn't want to face him, so he made a little adjustment. He begged and pleaded with Regal, and Lee has promised not to touch Cross until takeover. All of the contract needs is Cross's punk-ass name. <laughs> Scarlet grabs the contract and reviews it with Cross, and it's signed. A seal of a kiss on the contract, and Lee slowly grabs it, and yoga fire. <laughs> yoga flame. Lee is blasted with a flame with the officials attending uh, to him basking in pain. <laughs> As the sinister cross looks on, even in pain, blinded, Lee is asking for cross uh, as they go backstage. This is how you build interest for your main program, in my opinion. Kudos to NXT and their staff for, for making such a great thing. Oh, yeah. They, they know how to continue feuds to go on, multiple feuds to yeah. go on. And I mean, I remember back in the day when they had like the one hour shows, they would have fuse that will go into their main takeover, not on their own, their last go home show. They, mm -hmm. they're like, that might've been the feud might've had their go home angle a week prior. Mm -hmm. And you still knew what was going on. You were still invested in it because it was only six matches, five mm -hmm. to six matches at the show. Hell, we've seen we've seen certain takeovers where it was four matches and it was the shit. They always do something to keep you coming back. Yep. So um, I, I'm I'm de definitely interested to mm -hmm. see where it goes. Mm -hmm. All righty then. All righty. Drake Maverick versus uh, Killian Dane. And well, look, a little teardrop has been found. <laughs> Please, I need a job. Man, I need a job. I love WWE. I love it. I'm British. I'm talking like a British. <laughs> it's great to see him still alive after the beef with Santos Escobar. And it's a lot still going on with Keith Lee as it's split screen monitoring his condition. Drake uses his quickness to avoid Dane and he throws a punch, but Dane absorbs it with little damage. And holy shit, look at how NXT continues uh, the fight. They have a commercial, oh, excuse me, but the match is still shown. And even though this match isn't that important, they still will fight for your viewership while the bills are paid. All right. 
They still show Keith Lee backstage as well as the match. Dane has took over the beating on a little teardrop, and it's hard to keep up with all of this. Mia Yim attends to Lee in the back of the Amalams. Amalams. <laughs> Come pick up the paper. While Cross and Scarlet creep by slowly in their Camaro. A teardrop on a, on a comeback to Dane. I love WWE. <laughs> Remember, all of this shit is going on during a fucking commercial. Good shit. Clothesline on teardrop from Dane. Scoop slam. Lee's eyes are bandaged up with them entering the Amalams. I'm going to pick up the paper. <laughs> Miss Centon from Dane, then misses the corner. Teardrop takes out the left leg of Dane and then lands some punches and kicks. Dane pushes his little ass off, but Teardrop is back with some forearms until he's caught by Dane, but he takes an insecurity to the dome. The Amalams now pulls off and pulling up is the Nissan Pathfinder and the angry Undisputed Era comes out heading to the building. A dive on Dane from outside form, uh, from Teardrop, who goes back to the top. He lands a big elbow, but also lands into some more shit as Undisputed Era stormed the ring to take out the Teardrop and Killian Dane. Total elimination on Dane, and then the last shot from Adam Cole as they get his ass out of the ring. Innocent bystanders, but casualties as they send a message. Cole calls for Pat McAfee, saying that he knows he's watching, so shut his fucking mouth and listen to him. He wants to, uh, he want, he, you want to come to Cole's world and run his mouth. He kicked him with his hands behind his back, and McAfee ain't special. What is special is that Cole is the longest NXT champion of all time, and at TakeOver, he's stepping in the ring with that guy. He dares McAfee to show up next week and meet him in the ring to let him know that he's going to beat that ass at TakeOver, and ain't a fucking thing that he can do about it. And that's undisputed. Uh, for that whole angle <clears throat> from the start of the show on, I am going three and a half grams. I'm going a whole eighth okay. of fire. Yes, sir. That is a lot of great storytelling. And to make Teardrop look like a credible wrestler. Yeah. Come on, man. Like, that's just NXT is just showing how leaps and bounds their programming is better than a lot of shit out here. They're, like, show, they're like, showcasing everybody. Like it's it's just it's just NXT and AEW. There's nothing else that's even close nope. to these two programs. Not at like, all. And, and I mean, and at the end of the day, like I could complain a lot more about SmackDown and Raw. What I don't because I have NXT now. Uh, it's just like instead of saying what what it could it is, I'm just going to accept what SmackDown and what Raw is because they're never going to be this. They're never going to be great wrestling and good storytelling. It's not. It's just never going to be it. So you just might as well mm -hmm. just take for what it is, just a big ass ad campaign, and go with some wrestling. Like that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? NXT is where you get great wrestling and good storytelling. I'm still going to talk this shit, though. Oh, yeah, I'm going to talk this <laughs> shit, but I'm going to have to accept yeah. it for what it is. It's never going to be great. It's yeah. never going to be great because they don't want it to be great. And if they are going to TV 14, that's that's only going to put a bandage on a wound. As if you're not building up people yeah. for for certain things to happen and you know you don't have any fail safes like you used to have back in the day yeah. when a when a when a champion went down or someone wants to go do movies or someone wants to have a kid or someone yeah. just needs to take a break or someone's injured yep you, you you have that but you don't have that because hey we got Stone Cold it's Stone Cold week come on back well it's Hogan week come on back hey it's Triple H Triple H appreciation night come on back hey 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 it's the APA <laughs> it's the APA appreciation week come on back now hey. this week we're gonna appreciate the rock come, come on back hey it's the BWO week come on back hey Man, it's BWO <laughs> 
it's, it's the it's the Cans Marie. Come on back. This is this the share. Come on back. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I think they're scared of somebody being as successful as The Rock. And then you had Batista, as well as John Cena, follow, follow suit. But, like, okay, why not? How come they can't do that? And then that gives you room to build up stuff. Like, it's 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 a, it's a rotating cog uh, that basically, you know, it's a big machine, WWE is. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, NXT, main roster. You go to the movies. okay. There goes time for for the next superstar to come in and go through the same process, see how far he can take it. Why the fuck does it have to be so egotistical from from that guy Vince? You know that nobody. It's all. It's a set ceiling. Yeah. You're not going to be special. You're only going to be marginalized because we don't want you to be outstanding and special. We don't want that person that perhaps might bring ratings to the show. I mean, I mean, look how on. big. Young Bucks, Cody, and Kenny Omega made their brand. Like you got to really right. look. Look how big their brand is. Right. I mean that shit walks out. Like I remember uh, going to uh, what Hot Topic, just looking for uh, like uh, Bullet Club uh, uh, t-shirts and something. Like, I think the closest I got was a Marty Skrull shirt because right. like, they can never keep their shit in stock. Right. Funko Pop uh, little figures. What else? Uh, goddamn, uh, they just came out with the action figures and right. the replica title. All that shit's flying off the shelves. I mean, you got you got the Young Bucks who you know was a great tag team. Yeah. As soon as they they joined up with uh, the Bullet Club, yep. they, they they started taking off. And once that AJ Styles got there, mm-hmm. had that rub, and then just Kenny Omega just became this thing, and then they got. The greatest thing they, they they could get is Cody Rhodes. I think Cody Rhodes took them over the top. I think they were already yeah. there. They were going to make it. I think they were still going to, of course, they were still going to get to where they were going to get to. But Cody, I think Cody gave them the direction. Like, hey, this is how we really can take it. I've been in W. I've been in this machine yeah. long enough to see the highs, lows, in betweens. My dad is who my dad is. Yeah. Raised in this business, so and, and to think. This all happened because you wouldn't let Cody be Cody. Yeah. WWE. All of this shit. It could have been afforded. There could possibly be no AEW. Uh, yeah. But you let Cody out of your hands. And this man went all in. And they sold out a pay-per-view called All In. And now we're close to All Out. This yeah. is part three if you want to count All In before it yeah. became AEW. And look, look. How far they took this ball and ran with it. I lost one of your major, most biggest stars. You, you buying, you, you trying to grab all the rest of the talent and signing them to multi, uh, to, yeah. to yeah, the year contracts and hand them all this money, but not use them is not going to make you a better show. You're just going to give AEW <laughs> more fuel for the fire. To, to do more. And then you threw NXT at them, uh, you know, to, to, to take to take the blows. And right. Like it, it, as much as I love NXT, I think they've been affected just because how much I love the fact that it was on WWE Network. Yeah. That's what kept me coming to WD, uh, WWE. Yeah, that made me stay. That made me watch more things on yeah. WWE Network. I find myself yeah. now always logging back into WWE Network yeah. because I haven't watched it since... You know, the last pay per view because 
I mean, that's pretty much all I use it for. I don't really yeah. watch the shows. Uh, now they're they're really good about putting content, new content on after a pay per view. Yeah. So if I catch it and it's interesting, I will go back, which will makes me go back. But sure. NXT on strictly on the network yeah. was the shit. And I, 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 I and I think they would have way more subscribers. Yeah. You know, maybe even if they even show like maybe 30 minutes on TV or every once in a while gave a preview on TV just to, you know, hey, you want to watch the other. Even if they put it as two hours on the network, it would have still been great. I mean, it was simple. All WWE had to do was write better TV for Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. You don't take something special at NXT and just throw that into the fire because, like, they had no reason to. No. It, uh, AEW was on Wednesday. It wasn't bothering Monday or Friday or yeah. when SmackDown was on Tuesday. So, yeah, it was just the fact that, you know, Vince is trying to monopolize the whole wrestling industry and they wanted to take as many viewers as they could from AEW. But I don't see it because AEW is still winning ratings-wise every yeah. week. Every week, you know, so. this is not a knock on NXT. I love NXT. Yeah. I don't, I don't want anything to happen to NXT. But like, you know, once when you put them up against something that that's obviously uh, new, people are interested in it, and we kind of know what's going to happen on NXT. And if we miss NXT, it's not a problem. We're just watching on the network on Thursday. Yeah. So why even put NXT on regular television when you could just keep that on the network? Nope. Jeez. Now back to uh, back to. The- <laughs> I don't even know what we was talking about. Yeah, I don't even know what we was talking about. <laughs> Nigga, I'm hot. Yeah. Okay, a recap of the kidnapping of Fandango <laughs> last week, courtesy of Legado del Fantasma. I don't do kids. <laughs> Tyler Breeze versus Santos Escobar. And how gangster is it that Escobar called off his henchman saying that he's got these one? <laughs> the fight is on. Is- Puto. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I know Marty and Wendy. (laughs) (laughs) They work for me. (laughs) (laughs) Damn Hicks gonna fuck up everything with the damn the damn drugs. I tell you, they got them daughters there. I swear, I swear. (laughs) One more time, she gets caught. I'm telling you, she's gonna fly down. Right. We're gonna have to talk to her. The fight is on as both as they both jock for position in the match. Escobar takes control, beating down Breeze. Chops and stumps and a beautiful drop kick from Escobar. As odd as it sounds, no luchin from Escobar, but some vicious kicks to the chest of Breeze as he talks his shit. Escobar says he is lucha, and don't you ever forget that shit. As an enziguri on Escobar as he tries to escape from Breeze, and it works with him being chop blocked and then dropped on an apron, followed by a clothesline. A, gra- a grounded chin lock after the break, a Manhattan drop, then a psycho knee on Breeze, who afterwards breaks out of a phantom driver attempt. Fights, rallies back with some flying forearms, post to post, and a supermodel kick on the Escobar. And that brings out Mendoza and Wild surrounding the ring, and Breeze fights them off, but Escobar hits a phantom driver for the win. Uh, Fandango arm sling and all <laughs> with a dust mop handle comes to the ring. Why'd he do that? Because <laughs> now he's getting an injured left arm. He's getting hit in the injured left arm with it from Escobar. <laughs> he can snuck the fuck out along with Breeze and Swerve, who obviously didn't listen to shit that we said last week. And we, we, look, we said a prayer for you, Swerve. 
We went to Wrestling Jesus and prayed for you, and you still went out there and you saved Rizango, and you know you fucked up, right? So, uh, more prayers for Swerve as we pray for his safety in the weeks to come. <laughs> uh, I give this. I would have gave it a one point five, but I give it two grams of some uh, Candyland. Mm-hmm. It's Candyland, nigga, on that Sam Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole beating the shit of out of uh, Fandango, man. I like the way Fandango sells, man. Fandango would be selling like he, he getting his ass toe out of pieces, y'all. Yeah. I fucks with it. Um, great, I mean, great match. I mean, Escobar is, he's be slowly becoming one of my favorite things about NXT. Yeah. Like, slowly but surely, he's becoming one of my favorite things about Leg Delgado, Contra, um, Phantom Star. Man, that, that group is off the chain, man. Yeah. LWO Part 2, bro. I fucks with it. Did you call him Contra Phantom Star? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these guys not only are are in the trapping business. Hey, um, yeah, yeah. They man. are. They also are great wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they straight up. Look, like how you kidnap it in the era where they talk about saying. I mean, look, it's just funny that like, like nobody's putting two and two together. Like when they over there kidnapping yeah. people. And we got this whole saving kids shit, and we they over there kidnapping folks. We like, riding with guns in the car. Yeah, they got dope in the back seat. We pushing some dope. We don't touch it no more because we're bigger than that. Yeah, like, these niggas just, just open up the motherfucking trunk. Hey, just pick it up out there. Leave leave the suitcase back there, motherfucker. Yeah. Open the suitcase for the nigga in the back. I mean, Marty and Wendy Bird on their payroll. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't already. They didn't already. They didn't already left the shit off on a cliff hanging in and blew a nigga's brains out right in front of people. Yeah. Nigga, yeah, shit even got crazy. Shit even got real crazy. Even came back and won a cruiserweight title. These motherfuckers are selling dope and winning titles. <laughs> this is my cover up. <laughs> Hell yeah, y'all. Vince would know. He don't give a fuck. He, he do a lot of two. He parties with me sometimes. <laughs> he party. Me, him, and Linda. Me, him, and Linda. <laughs> I say you got some of that good Bolivian. <laughs> he said, "Fuck you, man." <laughs> <laughs> you know Vince got him some strong boy. He said, Vince got some strong and some steroids. <laughs> That's some good shit. Real good shit. All right, y'all selling dope and y'all y'all kidnapping folks. We're gonna take a chance. You wonder why he shows up to every fucking event at gorilla position. Damn right. Yeah, yeah. just saying. Just if this motherfucker start coming out with pyro in a car, bro, we already know what time it is. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, they gonna bring back the uh, the, the ring and ring announcer for fucking Alberto Del Rio, but back in the day. Hell yeah. Yeah. Then we gonna take the. Then we gonna have the announcer that used to be announcer for Umaga. He gonna announce. <laughs> the, <laughs> he gonna announce him to come out. Yeah. <laughs> and then we gonna have Garcia. Uh, what was Uh-oh. it? Um, Lillian Garcia. Lillian. She, <laughs> she gonna do the Spanish motherfucking. Uh, uh, Spanish national anthem, you know what I'm saying? Uh-oh. And then we're gonna come out with motherfucking uh, RIP. We're gonna have uh, uh, Rock's daddy he gonna come out. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Five minutes later. And then we're gonna ask the Uko come out there <laughs> on the ATV. He gonna come out there throwing beer at the motherfucking. At the, at the plexiglass. He just comes out there. <laughs> 
Clink. And the man bitch, he gonna walk down there, he gonna blow a hamstring again, and just lay in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Royal Rumble 2005. Oh shit! Then we gonna have one both of them bitches. Out. <laughs> then we gonna have motherfucking Vicky Guerrero coming out. It's Galloway. <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot, but that's why you're on. Hayes. Hops. In turnbuckle. Yeah, under dig. Yeah. A great vignette from Dakota Kai promoting their match takeover saying that she's inside EO's head saying she's done everything on her own to get this match and she needs no one as she will win the NXT Women's Championship. Sign me up. This one should be good. Mm-hmm. All right. Another vignette on the British Brock, Rich Holland promoting the second chance match between him and Johnny Gargano. That one should be a good one too. I just don't believe him yet. Well, time will tell yeah, this week when we I'm see. Just, but that uh, Dakota Kai vignette, I, I love Dakota Kai, man. I, I just like them both. That's the thing about it. It's one of those things. Like, I wish there was like a like a, a mid card women's title or something for for NXT. Like, I think that NXT, uh, yeah, may you know, saying something, you the know, Intercontinental Women's Title or the North American Women's Title. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that deserves. Or just give it a whole different, you know. The May Young Championship? Yeah, something like that. Over. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. I mean, hey, we've already said NXT needs more titles the way they have so much talent. You know. I, they definitely need a third male title. I don't think they do. I mean, it, I mean, they go through, they do go through swerves. I mean, waves, but. Yeah. Maybe they don't. But the secondary but, 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 female, the secondary female title might not be out the books. Yeah, I, I, I'm in agreement with that. But yeah, would the North American title and NXT title be so? Because I I always say like I put NXT and North American title above uh, above the WWE and Universal titles just because of how important they make it seem. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you don't like it. That, that title, that title changes hands. It means something. There is a brilliant storyline behind it. Whenever that title changes hands, you know, there's always you know people. Uh, there's always always talent jockeying for position, and you have those number one contender matches, like you have this uh, qualifier for the five man ladder match at uh, Takeover. Uh, and they all been special. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. these triple threat and all been different, but they're all been like. Storyline behind it, and it's just yeah. been like intriguing all the way. You want to see the next one, so. yeah. Like, man, hey, I fucks with it. Uh, Andy Hartwell versus Mia Yim, <laughs> Sarah's cousin, <laughs> Mackenzie, is asking him about the condition of Keith Lee. She says it's not that serious, but she has to focus on this match. They lock up, and Yim gets a wrist lock, but Hartwell takes control, and that's short lived as Yim switches directions in Irish whip and clips the legs and basement drop kicks the face of Hartwell. A big boot to the face of Hartwell in the corner, then a cannonball for a two. Hartwell on Yim in the corner with some kicks and a chops, and then she fucks up, taunting Yim with a Keith Lee pose. Mongolian chop on Hartwell, and then some forearms, but Hartwell hits a sidewalk slam on Yim for a two. Chin lock on Yim. Yim tries to fight back, but she's grounded again with a chin lock. A jawbreaker on Hartwell, but she still applies a chin lock. Yim tosses her off, but takes a back elbow and a kick to the chest for a near fall. Hartwell again taunts Yim, and uh, this fires her back up with some ground and pound. And Hartwell misses the big boot. The big, big. <laughs> boot? 
<laughs> and Yim lands a couple of drop kicks, then a net breaker. German suplex on Hartwell, who escapes to protect your neck, but ends up in some kind of arm submission for the tap out. I don't know. Like I was kind of um, uh, rate this a gram or some fire. Not even a gram. Like uh, a half a gram or some fire. Um, I like to see more from any Hartwell. Um, me, um, I go do. I'm up and down with me and Yum. Like, it's, yeah. there's nothing wrong with the match. It's just, like I've always been saying, there's something missing from me and Yum. Yeah. There's something, the work is there. Or maybe she's just an enhancement talent. Yeah. Maybe she's never going to, in my eyes, be someone that should be positioned as a world champion. Because there's just something's missing there. Yeah. Um, oh, and if I didn't rate that last match, because I don't think I did, yeah, well, I'm just going to pull out the. Uh, I'm going to pull out a case of cores and give that one a cores light as well as this match right here. Just, yeah. just because uh, I still feel like that me and him, it's going to click one day. Yeah. It's going to click. Everything's going to come full circle and we're going to see a better version of me and him. Um, also, uh, somebody must be very high on Indy Hartwell because we've seen her several weeks uh, getting matches on NXT. You know, yep. so some, somebody has, you know, an eye on her. Uh, I, I guess um, I, I'm looking forward to see how they grow. That's why they get a cool course. Like, cause I want to see how their pro, uh, progression gets. Like, me and him, of course, yeah, you said something's missing. But what, one thing we do know is she can take an ass whooping. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you know, it seems like she does better in stipulation matches. Yeah. You know, like, we've seen that when she went up against, uh, was it? Uh, was it that ladder match? No, 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 no. It was was it a street fight with uh, Candice LeRae? Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. seen that with her. Like it's it's like the uh, the Mia Yim shines when it comes to street fights and stuff like that. Maybe that's hey, maybe they need a twenty four seven type title for the women's division, of all three brands hmm. type deal. That might yeah. all, for you know what I'm saying where, but more so of actual wrestling hardcore title. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll. I'll uh, I'll drink to that. Uh, yeah, uh, Finn promotes his second chance match as he goes up against a person who doesn't get pinned in tonight's triple threat. All right, uh, Damian Priest versus Bronson Reed. Forever, baby. Forever. <laughs> Infamy! <laughs> Collar and elbow tie up, and it's a stalemate. They lock up again and exchange arm bars going back and forth with Priest winning the exchange. Now with the chin lock on Reed who is back on his feet, and now he takes a shoulder block, but is still standing. He shoulder blocks Priest off of his feet. Priest outsmarts Reed with some kicks, but still gets dropped uh, with another shoulder block. It's heating up, and the gloves are off. Back and forth forearms, but Priest lands some strikes, then a back elbow. A Superman forearm, then some more strikes and kicks from Priest, who goes for a splash in the corner, but is caught by Reed. Priest breaks his grip but takes a DDT. He avoids the pin by going to the outside, and Reed is ran into the steps on the outside and back in the ring. Uh, Priest applies a chin lock, grounding Reed for the moment. Reed fights back and hits a spine buster, then splash in the corner. A bell clap, then a roundhouse by Priest, but Reed tosses Priest over his head, then hits a supersized senton for a two. Priest answers back with a flatliner and more strikes than a springboard somersault senton. A flying form in a corner, but he can't get to the suplex. Uh, he beats down on Reed and finally hit the broken arrow, but only gets a two. 
Reed gives a suplex back to, uh, back to Priest, and they bolt it down. A trio of forearms to Priest, but he hits a 360 roundhouse on Reed, but springboards into a power slam by Reed, and Priest barely misses the splash, which Reed hits some of it. Yeah. All right. Priest yeah. goes for the reckoning, but it's reversed into the most deadliest, undefeated, undisputed move in all of WWE history. The surprise roll-up. For the win. <laughs> <laughs> um, that uh, botch kind of didn't really make any sense because that botch looked horrible. Like, nigga, you took knees to the back of the head. Like, you should have just... baby. Yeah. And for me. <laughs> Kidney. <laughs> oh, concussion knees. <laughs> Pretty please. <laughs> Let me sleep. <laughs> oh, <Help> please. <laughs> ER. <laughs> Surgery. <laughs> Rehabilitation. <laughs> back in the ring. <laughs> Guess what? I'm back. Infamy. <laughs> Forever, baby. Forever. Forever. <laughs> All y'all here is he just motherfucker be working out so when you be for me, you be forever. <laughs> like Cardi B type shit. And for me. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh yeah, let's let's pull again from that chorus, but like the mountains are not as blue. Uh they're like Oh, hold on, hold on. I, I didn't I didn't even rate my rate this. Hold on, hold on. Oh, excuse me. Um It's definitely uh it's a gram. It would have been a gram and a half of that botch. That botch kind of yeah. messed up everything up all for me. But it was a definitely a, a good match um, between them. I, I like that they're giving uh, the thick boy some shine. I don't think he's going to win the NXT North America Championship. I still don't think. I think it's going to be someone else. It'd be cool if it is. I mean, they really don't do this obvious booking in NXT. That's one of the things that they've been known not to do is obvious booking. I also have my prediction on who's going to win that ladder match. But, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Graham and have. Yeah, like I said, uh, Coors, but those mountains are fading, but we probably need to put this pack back into the refrigerator to get them cooler again. Yeah, that botch kind of like, uh, like the match was going great and then that botch happened. I was like, ah, so close. Mm-hmm. You know, and, um, you know, take nothing away from neither one of those two. I no, think I mean, botches happen. Yeah, that happens, and they're, they're both, uh, I'm interested in what both of them are doing. Like, both of them are going to be in this ladder match, but neither one of these two are my pick. No. Nah. the winner is. Yeah, uh, good, good shit, though, uh, except that botch. Right. Uh, <clears throat> EO says no one knew who the fuck a Dakota was until she turned into a uh, until she turned on a friend Tegan Knox and me neither. I didn't know North uh, North Dakota, South Dakota. I didn't know anything about a Dakota until 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 uh, last week. You know, as I sat down with uh, I think four twenty and dot six eleven or something <laughs> like that. Uh, hey, who's that? Is, is that? Is that? Is that? Hey, of course it's me. It's ASAP AJ. ASAP AJ. How you doing? It's me, man. You know, I, you know, I come in from here to there, man. I try to come in, you know, and show some shine on, uh, on, uh, what's, what's this called? Hip hop and turnips. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. It's not hip hop, but hip hop and turnips. It is Hayes. Hops. And her muckles. 
Well, hell, I like hip hop and turn it up. Okay, 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 okay. Hey, what would you like to turn up with? I don't know, man, but hey, I'm going to play some video games. I got to go. All Too right. sweet. Yep. What up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, yeah, as, as I was saying, uh, she didn't know who Dakota was until she turned on her friend Tia Knox at War Games, and she was a manipulator. She was uh, only known for being scared of Shane Baszler. <laughs> Which she was. Right. And just like Baszler, she too will fear EO. Dakota is no match for her, and you uh and you kicked her in the head and you've pissed her the fuck off. True shit. Yeah, you don't want pissed off EO. And this match, like I said, should be great. great. Yep, and uh now it's Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter versus Mercedes Martinez and Aaliyah. Yep, it's team little bit, but <laughs> But get them in the women's tag division for sure, you know, because they definitely need more tag teams in the women's tag division. Martinez is uh, still utilizing the entrance gear of Jimmy Havoc. <laughs> and Robert Stone now sets his eyes on Casey Catanzaro, attempting to recruit her to the brand. She says she's hanging out with the wrong people and she needs to lose the loser. Casey stomps on the foot of Stone and then Hurricane Rana's Martinez uh to the match and uh, to the mat and uh Carter and Aaliyah kick it off. Casey with the tag, a drop toe hole, uh then a kick from Carter, then a Centon Atomico on Aaliyah for uh from Casey for two. A trio of kicks in the corner on Aaliyah from Team Little Bit for <laughs> two. <laughs> a blind tag from Martinez and it's a wheelbarrow face buster with a pin on Carter that's broken up by Casey. Aaliyah drops Carter for two. Martinez takes over beating up Carter in the corner. She grinds her shoulder into the midsection now in the corner with Aaliyah getting the tag. A suplex then an atomic leg drop for two. Martinez and Aaliyah look impressive as Martinez can uh, continues to beat down. Aaliyah back in tries to keep Carter from getting the tag, but she gets a kick to the side of the head, and in comes Casey and Martinez. Uh, Casey with some kicks in the corner, then a dope flip to the back of Martinez for two. Carter kicks Aaliyah, but gets the big boot. Big Yep. Then Casey tries for a maneuver but gets caught into a plane crash for Martinez for the win. Aaliyah congratulates Martinez, but she wants no part of the celebration. But Rhea Ripley wants Martinez, and it's on. Ripley hits a big boot. Big but now Aaliyah's in the back from uh, down under <laughs> Aaliyah's back in turning the tides this brings out Shotzi Blackheart to even odds and a beautiful belly to back suplex on Aaliyah then an enziguri on Martinez uh, sending her to the outside Mar, first of all mm-hmm. I'll rate this two and a half grams of some candy land mm-hmm. reason why first of all they come out both teams matching like they are some real tag team. Why would you put this on? Because it's great. Why would you put this on? Of all matches, why would you put this on? I'm, I'm, I'm now playing SummerSlam 2019. The first time The Fiend is seen. Yes. Awesome. But uh, what's great about this match, man, like they mm-hmm. really gel quick. Yeah. Uh, as Aaliyah and uh, Mercedes like didn't see this with Vanessa Bourne Aaliyah is my MIP of the month most improved player okay she is definitely improved all the way around like all the way around she is nowhere near like bocce or you know what I'm saying she gets her gimmick she she has a direction so um I like Mercedes uh 
Casey, Cap, um, Captain Crunch, man, her and Ember and Ember Daytime, man, they are fucking getting busy. I think they're proving as they continue they, to tag together. Yeah, yeah, like the uh, Casey, Captain Crunch, she is man showing all her fucking gymnastic and uh, Ninja Warrior skills, man. I'm like, <laughs> man, Ember, motherfucking Ember, Ember Daytime, man. I like I like both of them. I like both of these tag teams, and then I like Rhea Ripley and Shotzi Blackheart being a tag team. I think that works perfect. Those combinations between those three sets of tag teams work. I think that's where Rhea Ripley should reign. I think they need to take those tag team titles to NXT yeah. and have a tag team title reign between them, and then the two main brands focus more on. Single shit. I'm trying to get their rosters yeah. up par. Yeah. yeah, most definitely. Because just between those three, I can see great matches. Yeah, and they got more tag teams on NXT. And so. I, yeah, I, I bet those matches will be just kicking. Oh ass, man, you know? yes. Just the <laughs> Leah Shotzi Blackheart and uh, Rhea Ripley Mercedes match. Yeah, that I want to see that. Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, so let me let me go with the. Uh, if I go with a dos equis. Oh, uno momento. I can't get Smoky Mountain Wrestling or anything like that. He puts on some shit that's going to take both of our attention away. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Yeah, Dose Key, uh 420 said basically what I had to say about it. Uh, it's definitely improvement with Aaliyah, uh, but Team Little Bit. Team Little Bit. Like, they definitely showed... Showed uh, improvement from the weeks ago to now. Like, they look more crisp. The moves look more timed and all that. Like, they're definitely looking like they're starting to gel. <laughs> Finn Balor. Right. <laughs> White tights. <laughs> this is uncool, Finn. Yeah. <laughs> this is, man, please go away to New Japan or something. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Got squashed. Yeah. Also, all right. The power couple Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano after a nice looking meal. Gargano is doing some home improvement as LeRae reads to the puppy. Ella, <laughs> LeRae tells Tegan to mind her fucking business. She continues <laughs> reading, <laughs> saying their kingdom is doomed. But Gargano thinks otherwise. He thinks a lot of new faces. Uh, it's a lot of new faces in NXT, but they aren't on the same level as Johnny Gargano. He uh, says Rich Holland is not a match for Johnny Takeover, and he'll go uh, on to make history as the first two-time North American champ as he says goodnight to Doc Hendricks as they go upstairs. Yeah. All right. Uh, Timothy, Thomas, Tony, 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 Teddy, <laughs> Tito, Thea, Thatcher, with his Thatcher, Thatcher can't style. Next week, uh, face-off between Cole and McAfee, uh, Brizongo with Swerve <laughs> awaits their doom versus Legato Del Fantasma. <laughs> Johnny Gargano versus Ridge Holland uh, and Phil Finn Balor versus the winner 
of the qualifier tonight. So it's Kushida versus Cameron Grimes versus. Hmm, I, oh! Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Our wrestling prayers have been answered as the Velveteen Dream. Awesome. Thank you. Roman Reigns. Roman Forever. <laughs> yes, he's revealed as a third combatant. The bell sounds as Grimes and Kushida work on the dream. Now it's all over the place and back and forth between the three, and it's hard to keep up with. This was fucking hard to keep yeah. up with. Kushida with an arm ringer on Grimes, and that looked like it hurt. All right, Dream and Kushida square up, but Grimes pulls him out. Uh, a right hand on Grimes and a dream ascends to the top uh, with a double axe handle on Kushida with a couple of pin attempts. Dream crashes to the outside with Grimes now on Kushida who takes out Dream again on an apron. A kick off of Grimes, uh, the tornado DDT on Dream on the outside. Kushida's to the top and he's tripped off the top by Grimes. It's another split screen but I didn't care for this one this time because of the importance of this yeah. match. Like I... It, this one, I didn't want split screen at all. Yeah. It worked earlier, but I don't like commercials even in the main event of the show. And Grimes... Especially the main event of the yeah. show. Yeah. Grimes on Kushida after the break also punches Dream. And Kushida cartwheels into a dropkick on Grimes. Shote on Grimes and a double DDT attempt, but both miss and ends Gary's Grimes as Dream ducks. Dream suffers some kicks from Kushida and shit... It's a lot of luching going on here. Luching. Yeah. Uh, Masahito Tanaka on Dream and a kick to Kushida from Grimes, who also gets kicked by Dream. Everyone is down. Grimes is clotheslined to the outside and then takes a double axe handle from the top. Dream elbows Kushida and uh, another axe kick on Grimes, then a kick to Kushida. An Irish rip attempt on Grimes, who holds the ropes, but is drop kicked in the right arm by Kushida, who gets a Dream volley driver. Grimes tosses Dream out of the ring, but Dream pulls him out as well. They fight back and Fourth on the outside, Kushida takes out Dream with a dive. Kushida to the top of Grimes lands a cross arm breaker looking for the tap. And Dream drives into the uh, dives into the hoverboard, and then Dream transitions into a Dream Valley fail <laughs> back into the hoverboard. Grime land, Grimes lands the cave in on Kushida, pushing Dream outside, and Grimes, who is my pick for the ladder match, gets the win. To the moon, baby! Woo! <laughs> Velveteen. Uh, so it's Finn Valor. Oh, Finn Valor. <laughs> Finn Valor versus Vel Valor. Velveteen. Valor. Next week as he's now snapping on Kushida. This may be a heel turn and I like it. Yeah. Yeah, Dream is better as a heel and uh, this brings out Finn Valor and this match is one that I can't wait for as well. Yeah. Next week. Uh my Roach Clip of the Week is also my 3.5 star match that I give to this one. Um, It is great. Uh, I love the chaotic start. I, I don't think it sucked about what it gave it a 4.0 on the Digi Scale. Mm -hmm. Would have been if it didn't have the commercial break. Um, yeah. The Right Man won. Um, I like to see Kushida and uh, Velveteen Dream at the next pay-per-view. I want to see that. Hey, I'm down. I want to see that. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, Velveteen Dream. I just want to see Velveteen Dream and Keith Lee go at it for the title. Oh, man. 
that, like once he went, that's when he came out. I was like, that's all I was seeing. Like, fuck the North American title. I want to see you as a heel going versus Keith Lee. I want to see that wrestling. Jesus answered our prayers. We just we just had prayer for uh, Velveteen, saying that we wanted Velveteen back. Should we wait on the prayer? Well, here, here's the thing. Obviously, if he's back on television, then in my opinion, I mean, it's just just me on the outside looking in. Uh, they couldn't find anything to make this accusation stick. You know yeah, what I mean? I and mean, like in this whole cancel culture thing, like they try to cancel people before if before we find out if this person actually did it. You know, which is which is. I think it's it's totally fucked up because yeah, like if he did do it, then yeah, he deserves everything that that comes to him. But if he didn't, and this is an accusation, take it for that and quit trying to just jump to conclusions that the person's guilty. I guess in this culture, guilty until proven innocent. But and yeah. you know, and you know, being a man, you know, we're always going to get dismissed for our opinions when it comes to this because yeah, you know. Most of the time, if it does happen to a male, we we are embarrassed mm-hmm. to even bring it up. Right. You know what I'm saying? But my my take on this side of it, mm-hmm. and it's just a side of it. Yeah. Um, people grow. Yeah. Any, I mean, it's not coming. I mean, was the accusation rape or was it like. I know they were both teenagers, and the guy was 16, and at this time, Patrick Clark was 19. I mean, I mean, so I mean, was I, I mean, I don't want to go into it, but like, yeah, if it was just some, like, none of this, you know, none of it, you know, I, I mean, I have, I have a child, and you know, none of that will will, will fly my my house, and I'm not saying anything about that part of it, you know what I'm saying? The yeah. initial, you know, what, what what happened. Yeah. But if, you know, if he's not like a serial, you know, um, sexual, uh, sexual deviant and rapist and, you know, if this is like a one-time thing, like people have, you know, done worse and, and have came back, you know, and been, you know, successful people, you know, say, you know, you don't know how people are raised, you know, they might not know how to, I'm not giving the excuse to anything, but just when we're talking about cancel culture, yeah. you can't cancel, to me, certain mistakes shouldn't be deemed the end of your existence. We've we seen when they jumped the gun with Enzo Amore, right. and how this basically cost him his WWE career. I mean, he, he, I guess he was a nuisance backstage, but he still had a job. And as soon as the accusations came yeah. up, he was let go. No questions asked or nothing. And come to find out, this girl was lying the whole time. So we, we got to, uh, to me, like, granted, you, you got to look, you got to look into it and I I wouldn't even to me if I was WWE if it's just an accusation I might you might not be in the in a program but I'm still gonna use you like uh, you know saying you might not be in a main event program you might not be going for a title but I was you would still have some service you know out of you you know well, I mean, I'll just say it like this, man. Like, um, he's back on TV. So, like I said, obviously, it's something that they found perhaps that, you know, makes him innocent. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm going to take it for that. He's back on TV. So, let it be what it is and, and stop with this whole uh, council 
cancel culture shit. So, what's your uh, last shot? All right, my last shot. Uh, I guess I'll give you one for 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 it all. Uh, I guess Cameron Grimes uh, winning uh, and get it into the, the the ladder match. Like I've seen so much between the last match and uh, with Keith Lee in this match. Uh, yeah, I was like, I want Cameron Grimes to win because yeah. it's just so obvious that. They want you to think Bronson Reed is going to win, yeah. but the sleeper is Cameron Grimes. Right. Yep. Well, this has been another week, and we continue to grow, and we think every one of our listeners appreciates you. Um, my name is NKB420, a.k.a. Fatboy420. A.K.A. I'm glad Velveteen Dream on TV. Yeah. Uh, once again, uh, yeah. Look at look up us at uh, iTunes as well. Yeah, for sure. As well on Spotify, Anchor, and uh, yeah, this is Dot Man Two Eleven on Hayes Hops and Turnbuckle. You and the old bitch ass nigga, I care about a little motherfucking die. Everybody die. Now I'm a motherfucking say, I ain't mad. It might not be that bad. Kill across forever. <laughs>